1: Listening to Geekcast Radio on GeekcastRadio.com. of the action were the world's only boxing robots, the Rock sock on Robots by Marx. Takes two managers to handle the fighters and lots of skill to win. With these control levers, you can keep your fighters in motion to duck punches. When you press this plunger, he throws a right uppercut. Press the other plunger and there's a left jab. Lots of exciting action and fun for everyone when the world's only boxing robots battle it out.
0: The blue bomber's looking for an opening, And there it is!
1: Just push the flying head back and you're ready for round three.
3: Boy, this is the greatest!
1: You bet! The world's only boxing robots! Get the Rock'em Suck'em Robots by Mark! <laughs> Hello,
4: and welcome to the long overdue Geekcast Radio Episode 5. I'm your host, Steve Megatron Phillips, and joining me as usual is.
5: TFU and Mike. Hello. Hello. Yes, this is long overdue. We know it's supposed to be the flagship show. Um, As I've said in previous episodes, I believe I said it in ATTF. I probably said it somewhere else. I want this show to be something that we can spend an hour, two hours, probably no more than that, on one or two topics each episode. Um, Just because, you know, I I basically want it to be a, a, a true specialty show. To where you know people get don't get us constantly saying oh well it's going on twenty minutes and uh, I really don't have anything else to say and well you know it's uh kind of like ATTF yeah <laughs> the 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 five a.m. ATTF recordings <laughs> yes um uh, you know the the theme for this episode um I actually got it from Earth2.net the show uh episode 50 which is uh michael david sims and at the time uh his girlfriend jenny c their um their uh, top 50 geekiest things or moments um and basically the way this is going to play out is the same way it played out on their show you know we've each listed 50 or we've each steve and i have both listed 25 items that we think that we're geeks about and we will alternate every five Um, so I would do five, you would do five, on and on and on, until we reach 50. Um, there are no overlaps, we've both seen each other's lists, uh, you know, there are topics that we probably will want to talk about together, um, so we'll just do that then, so whoever wants to start can start, whoever, you know, you know what I mean, it doesn't, so that would you know, like, in my first five, I would have Super Nintendo, but then later down the line, you would have Super Nintendo, so why don't we just talk about it at the same time? Yes. Um. So, yeah, um, I guess, uh, you know, it's been a while uh, since we did a GCR. Um,
4: Lots happened since then.
5: Oh, God, yes.
4: (laughs) I mean, shit, the entire Headshot series has been out since last episode. Yeah, exactly. And there's been nine since then.
5: Yes, exactly. Uh, GCR is the, even though it's supposed to be flagship, it is the youngest show that we have.
4: Well, next to the two that haven't launched yet.
5: Well, yeah, but they don't count because they haven't launched yet. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> but I mean as far as active content, this is the youngest uh show that we have. Um uh, you know, I really I'm I'm not really going to go into the whole reviews thing. We will go into that um eventually probably at the end of the show maybe. I don't know, but um we haven't really gotten any reviews for the show yet. Um there have been there's one new review on iTunes for Toycast. Uh Michael Wilson, my our, our co-host and friend for TFG1, he wrote a review on TFG1. Um, you know, we'll go over that later. Uh, so what's been going on with you since, since Thursday night when we recorded M-Wire?
4: Uh, not much, uh, other than I've been in talks with, uh, some people with the marketing, um, for the Michigan's next, uh, movie star. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've gotten, uh, like a little press kit thing on the computer as well as, uh, um, information on, like, who's going to be there and that kind of stuff. Uh, so, and I might, I mean, I, we should be going either way, Mm. but, um, it'd be cool if what's, I hope, plays out, plays out. Yes. On, in terms of this. Yeah. So, um... But yeah, there's definitely a lot of opportunities there. Uh, Geekcast Radio will be there, you know. I will be representing it obviously because I live here. But yeah, um, yeah so I'll, I'll probably have a special episode on that for Geekcast Radio. Um, it'll be like a uh, kind of like another sub series, but not really. It'll it'll be more so like a supplemental yeah type oh, thing. That's fine. Um, I wish that I had the money to actually do the sponsorship thing in it because it gets your you know the the company name on everything.
5: Yeah, that would be but, awesome.
4: Yes, but it ranges from like almost ten thousand oh, dollars down to a thousand. So wow. I don't have any of that money. So yeah,
5: that w- yeah that would really suck.
4: So yeah, it kind of sucks in that sense. But um, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to um getting involved with this as well as any other details I can get out of it. Um, considering Michigan is the new Hollywood.
5: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
4: Because <laughs> we have like 42%, I think, tax break Yeah. for filmmakers, so they more than make their money back here. And plus, I, I think it's because they have to hire actual Michigan people
5: mm-hmm.
4: as part of the stipulation. But... Um, I'd say it's well worth it, considering I'd like to do it.
5: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
4: You know, <laughs> either you know the reviews of it, uh, like screenings, uh, you know, whether it be voice acting or just various other aspects in it, I would love to get involved with it, um, and also bring GCR with it, of course.
5: Yep. Oh yes. Um. So I guess we can go ahead and get into the show topic today. Uh, which, as we said, is the top 50 geekiest moments or things. Um, I guess I will start, actually, uh, because we both, because uh, I'm trying not to have stuff overlap. We both had written down Teenager Ninja Turtles. I replaced mine with my first pick is the Nintendo Power Magazine. Now, I did not, I have not subscribed since the mid to late 90s, um, all the way, um, I think I had a subscription for it, from 87 all the way through 95. And once their format changed, once the whole Pokey craze came out, I completely lost interest. I loved getting into No Fire Magazine every month in the mail. Uh, it was a super, super thing. Um, I love the things that they did with it. Um, especially right around the time that Super Nintendo had come out and the Legend of Zelda: a Link to the Past uh, game came out, uh, it was a very informative thing. Um, I'm actually probably going to try to go to their—I don't know if it's NintendoPower.com or I don't know—I'm going to try to find it online and see if I can get some back issues from the old issues that I used to have because I don't have any more issues of it. And uh, to be honest, the the magazine craze for you know for for, for gaming magazines, it seems to me that they're falling by the wayside uh and the reason why I say that is because look at all these online outlets that you have um you know playstation dot com sony dot com whatever microsoft xbox dot com whatever um yeah, I do see an occasional you know video game magazine and like Kroger and stuff like that, but I don't know it just seems like it's not relevant anymore.
4: Well, they're slowly dying off, I believe, because not only is print being more expensive as well as advertising, when you can do it all cheaper and everything else online and get a broader um, exposure. Yeah. But you can... It's more informative online. They can include a lot more than what they can include in those 50 pages in the book.
5: Yep. Oh, yes, very, very much so. Um, You know, I... It was a thrill to read the articles in this magazine. It was a thrill to have like a, a, a companion to uh, Nintendo, uh, whether it's the NES, whether it's the cartoons, whether it's the Super NES. Um, it was nice to have that and see the Nintendo characters in actual print. Um, I also remember having Nintendo, I don't know if it was Nintendo Power comic books, or if it was just Nintendo comic books in general, I, I'm going to have to search those out. I've been meaning to search those out. My mom got those for me one year for Christmas. Um, and it was basically just stories taken from the games put into comic form. And it was really, really awesome. Um, my next pick, actually, Michael Wilson, <laughs> we recorded ToyCast last night. We're recording this uh, sat- the morning after we recorded ToyCast Saturday. Um, he had mentioned... Uh, he... <laughs> During uh, one of our breaks, uh, he was playing around with one of his uh, son's viewmasters. Uh, for those of you that may or may not remember viewmasters it's basically <clears throat> like if you went to Staten Island or you know some you know Niagara Falls, and you look through the viewfinders it 's basically the same thing, but miniaturized and for kids and it has individual slides of say a specific um, cartoon toy whatever uh there, there, there were transformers ones there was he-man ones there was thundercat ones and what you do is you look through it and on the right hand side there is a a lever that you pull down to um to move each slide and it was just so cool i i, I had a ton of these things they were just so so great um it was just awesome uh, I think I had probably two or three different Transformers ones, I had a He-Man one, I had a Thundercats one, and, you know, it was probably one of my first toys, to be honest, I mean, outside of, you know, He-Man and, and stuff like that, did you ever...
4: I've never even heard of it before this list. God.
5: <laughs> You've led a sheltered life, sir. <laughs> no,
4: I've led a, uh, where my parents get me, action figures instead of everything else, so... <laughs> That's why I'm such a fanatic about them now. Yeah,
5: but I mean, okay, when I say the Viewmaster was one of my first toys, it the reason why it was was because it's for, like, three, four, five, six-year-olds. It's before you get into the whole... It's like right... It For me, it was the phase right before I got into action figures.
4: Yeah, I don't remember that far back.
5: Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 next up on my list is the Ghostbusters films. uh these movies are are awesome, even though there are two of them um, just you know super super awesome films. Uh, my preference is the second one uh a- although the first one is a cult I don't know if you can call it a cult classic, but it is a it is a classic nonetheless uh, and Her-
6: every day we rise
5: Harold Ramis, uh, Dan Aykroyd, uh, Bill Murray, oh crap, um, Ernie Hudson, um, am I forgetting anybody? Yeah, that's the four of them, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, just awesome, awesome actors in this. They, they brought the characters to life. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Also the cartoon, both uh, Ghostbusters and the real Ghostbusters. Um, were a big part of my childhood, um, just absolutely loved them. It was, you know, it gave, especially with the second film, it gave the fact that, yeah, the first film was great, but the second film was like, okay, at the end of the first one, you're like, okay, are they going to do a sequel? And you just don't, it's one of those things you just don't know. It's probably one of those things that they hadn't even planned to do a sequel about. Um but when they did, they souped up the Ecto-1 and put, you know, wear back all over it, and it was just super, super awesome. Uh, what are your thoughts on...
4: I personally, I I don't know, I like the movies, mm-hmm. but they seem, I don't know, kind of, they, they seem dated now that I look at it.
5: Well, yeah, now it is, but I mean, but
4: that... it was really good for the time, and I I did like the comedy that those four brought to the characters and uh, all the uh, the fun things that they did, as well as uh, the crazy contraptions they used to capture the ghosts. And
5: yep. I always wanted a ghost trap. Always, I always
4: wanted one of those too.
5: I, I might have actually had one. I don't remember if I did or not. I believe I had a ghost trap toy. I'm not sure. I never had the proton pack. I know I never had that.
4: My friend down the street actually had everything.
5: Don't cross the streams. Um, actually, I will post this, if I can find it on my computer, I will post this on PredaconEmpire.com forums, Cafe Spark. I actually have a picture of myself, uh, six years old, standing next to the Ecto-1. uh, uh, It was called the Boston uh, Bayside Expo. It was held at the Budweiser Center back in 1986. So everybody can go over there and see my six-year-old self standing next to the Ghostbusters car. Wow. Um, Yeah.
4: (laughs) That that was the year I was born, so...
5: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm old. Um, uh, Next one on my... Uh, first part of uh, my first five here is Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Again, this was uh, something that Michael Wilson brought up at some point, or I might have brought it up to him or, or something, and I was like, oh, wait, I can put that on my list. Uh, I, I think one of us made the comment about, uh, I'm going to knock your block off, because that was the whole point of these things. It was basically um, to Robot types. They they were each different colors. I think one was red, one was blue. For the most part, I think that's yep. that was. Um, and the whole point is, you know, you you move the you know the little controls around, you know, fight each other, and you basically. Eventually, get an uppercut to the other one's head, and it just knocks his head off, and it supposedly sends it flying. I don't know if it actually did or not. I did, I don't no. I actually had them, but it just knocks it up like it knocks it up like two or three inches. I know in the commercials. It knocked the head off, and the the tagline was uh, "knock." I'm gonna knock your block off.
4: Uh, well, I know that. I, well, maybe the first set did, but I know I had a set of them, and they didn't. Uh, they just popped up like a couple inches. Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. Like I said, it was probably just in the commercial that it did that, just you know, for for advertising. It that was false
4: advertising.
5: Yes, well, everything is false advertising these days, so. Yes. <laughs> you know, um, and the uh, the final one in my first set of five is um, The Three Stooges. Uh, my mom is addicted to The Three Stooges, and I, in turn, got addicted to The Three Stooges. Just the best slapstick comedy ever.
4: Oh, yeah, no doubt.
5: In my opinion. Uh you can't go down the street without hearing a nyuck, nyuck or woo, or whatever.
4: Yeah, I can do those.
5: My uncle, um my uncle Robert uh loved them as well and whenever, you know, they used to come on uh it was uh WSBK TV 38 in Boston. Uh every su- Saturday and I think it was every Sunday morning. Yeah, that was the thing. It was Saturday morning cartoons and Sunday morning Three Stooges. Uh, up there in Massachusetts. So um, whether I was at home at, with mom on a Sunday or whether I slept over with, at my uncle's uh, that Saturday night, Sunday mornings was always Three Stooges. Um, and I really can't pick one because they, you know, between the three of them, because they all have different qualities that I like.
4: Well, there were actually more of them too.
5: Well okay there was
4: there was shemp and then there was like I think there was one more that replaced another guy
5: well what had happened was was okay you have I think the first group was mo Larry and Shemp and then Shemp left to do other stuff or whatever and their um, Mo's brother curly um, came in after curly died they wanted to replace him with someone like him so they found this other person curly Joe something or other uh, my three that I like the most, I, I, I like the episodes, or the, the shorts, because they were actually, the, I believe they were theatrical shorts, uh, is what they were, kind of like Looney Tunes, um, was Moe, Larry, and Curly. I, I like Shemp sometimes, but not always. I I, I like the combination of Moe, Larry, and Curly the best. Um, actually, Curly was the uh, youngest uh of the of of the three or of all of them to die- he actually died first he died um 1954 or something like that wow yeah and then uh i'm not sure when Shemp died um oh, crap um larry died in 1973 maybe no, no no mo and larry they uh mo and larry Both died in 1975, uh, within a few months of each other, I believe. Uh, You know, I I could be wrong about that. I found something uh, somewhere, uh, the Three Stooges Almanac. It's a giant, it's almost like a dictionary-sized book with the entire history of them in there, and I I do want to get that eventually. Um, We may do a Three Stooges-centric episode at some point, I don't know.
4: That would be awesome.
5: Yes, very much so. Uh, So that rounds up my first five. Why don't we go on to your first five here?
4: All right. And I'll have to explain on a couple of these because they're kind of broad. Maximal Central. This is the site that uh, first interested me in website creation. Mm -hmm. It was the main Beast Wars site that I went to every, like, as soon as I got internet, I somehow stumbled upon this site. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was a Canadian site, and I knew the owner for a little bit. Uh, but he eventually closed it down uh, in 99, in which case I, being the the start of the short-term borrowing, um, yes, I did say short-term borrowing, uh, <laughs> I took everything from his layout and rebuilt the site on GeoCities. Yeah. And yeah, because I liked the site so much, that's what I did. And so uh, that's the site that first taught me how to build websites, which obviously led on. Um, eventually that site transformed into Predacon Empire. Uh, that site actually started my second site, which was the Cyber Dragon Ball, a Dragon Ball Z website. Mm-hmm. Um, of all my sites, have all gone through v- various names, but. Um, yeah, that site eventually led to the Predacon Empire creation, and, uh, I have since redesigned the Maximal Central design, mm-hmm. given it some of its original look, as long as, er, and also some uh, newer aspects to it. Um, but I was I was going to, the, the plan was to relaunch it with things I didn't want to include in Predacon Empire, mm-hmm. but I just hit to hell with it, and <laughs> put that on the back burner and just kept the design. Yeah. So... But yeah, that was the first site that I ever got so interested in. I had to have a website of my own. Cool. The next on my list is Anderson Roms, which also launched another website <laughs> as part of the, well, it started in the Dragon Ball Z site, and it became the uh, Emulation Gamer, mm. which also then became Emulation Archive as its dying name. <laughs> yes, I'd let this one go by the wayside, too. But I have all the files for it still as well. Um, I had all the classic games, such as, like, Donkey Kong, Mario, mm-hmm. the Pokemon games, the Ninja Turtle games, uh, just all those type, you know, fun games from the past. Mm-hmm. And I'd sit there, and I was able to play them on my computer. Uh, technically, they're illegal past 24 hours, unless you own the original game. I don't know if I even have all of them anymore but I know I had them at one point <laughs> um they're pretty easy to find online but yeah that that was what started me in my classic gaming route yes um anyways I'm going to jump on to the next one because that's <laughs> I don't have really much to say on that well,
5: I, I mean I, I, I,
4: uh, I the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles okay. what's that
5: no I, no I was going to say you know I, I've tried playing emulators online it's not the same as, as actually. oh no games i mean it's a a nice thing to have but i would much rather play the games but um yeah uh, let's go ahead and move on here
4: well the nice thing about emulators too is you can save at any point restore. So if you screw up at a vital point uh you can go back that was my method so i never lost a life like if it was like one hit you're dead boom i never died (laughs) so it could take hours sometimes to get through the game but it worked yeah um, anyways, Ninja Turtles is next as l- with, uh, the movies, toys, games, yeah. cartoon, uh, that for me, I would say would be the first earliest series I can remember myself getting into. Uh, cause when I was, uh, four years old or three years old, I had like the, uh, drone and, uh. Uh, the various... I had the super playset, I had the van, I had everything.
5: Yeah, I didn't have um, too many of the... I, I had the toys as far as the action figures. I had Leonardo Donatello, Splinter, April, Shredder, Rock City, Bebop. Um, but I didn't... Krang. Yeah, I had Krang. Uh, actually, I had Krang, but I didn't have his body.
4: I had both. I had the little miniature one and the big one.
5: <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't have the big one. I just had the little miniature one. Um, Teenage Ninja Turtles, when it hit, it was like okay. You have the 80s. You have He-Man in '83, Transformers Voltron in '84, Thundercats uh, in '85, Silverhawks in '86. 1987 hit. And all of those cartoons that I just mentioned, or toy lines, or whatever, uh, are are super awesome. They all have their own, you know, 25, you know, you know, 20, 25 year history. When Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles hit, it was a phenomenon. It, I think, since Thundercats, it was the first time that people were clamoring for toys. I remember we could not find toys for this stuff anywhere when it first came out, because it was so popular. Um, but yeah, uh, I, what else do you want to say about this?
4: Well, like, uh, for instance, what is your favorite movie out of the, the four that have been out thus far um, with, of course, another one on the way?
5: I would have to say I, I, I probably can't
7: for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
5: Just pick one. Uh, I like the first two films. Uh, the first one, it, it, in and of itself, it is is just the awesomest thing ever when it comes to that franchise. They really, and we will get into this uh, in Movie and Review down the line, I believe. I have the Turtles set for episode 31 um but the best translation from comic cartoon whatever because these were originally comic books that got turned into a cartoon um and then from cartoon to movie the one character that that i think showed very well in the live action films was shredder i mean it was like taking him right out of the cartoon and just making him more shiny Oh, yeah. Uh, When you see that scene of him, you know, slowly turn, you know, he starts out slowly turning around and then he just kind of like whips his head around, Uh, you know, and you see the helmet and you see the, 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 the can opener bits on his, on his, on his sleeves and stuff. It's the best thing I can come up with. I was pulling a Michelangelo from the movie there. Um, you know, it was the best thing in the world as far as that first film. Um, now, I do absolutely love the cartoon. Uh, I did like the games. Uh, the first one was extremely hard. The best character to use in that game is Donatello because his, his bow is the longest weapon. Um, the arcade game was awesome. The original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game. That was so awesome. I would love to have an that ar- in it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, the other games I'm not too thrilled about, I didn't really like any, I didn't like 2, I didn't like 3, uh, when Super Nintendo came out in 92, and they released Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4, Turtles in Time. It was originally released in the arcade, and I do like the arcade version, um, but I like it I like having it on Super Nintendo as well. The arcade version was awesome because you could have four people playing at once, just like the original Teenage Mutant arcade game, I believe. Um, and it was just great. I, I, I play this thing on my on my Super Nintendo all the time. Um, overall, it's it's a great, great franchise. Um, you know, it's one of those you know timeless classics. Oh yeah. Yep. Uh, that's really all I have to say about it.
4: Um, I'd have to say my favorite movie is the second one, just because that's the one I sat there and watched over and over. Uh, not only that, but the uh, Taka and Razor were kind of the closest thing we're ever gonna get in that series to Bebop and Rocksteady.
5: Yeah, but with a new one coming out, they could probably. Def-
4: I'm hoping in the fifth one they do it.
5: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Hopefully, they can get the get the rights to Bebop and Rocksteady to be able to uh, translate them to to film. Uh,
4: and i wonder how they're going to do that considering they killed the shredder
5: mm. Mm.
4: i mean that's debatable but
5: everything these days is is uh, retcon just look at uh, look at dc comics they retcon everything so oh
4: yeah they, everything... they killed off Audible. batman and superman and Yeah. but anyways uh podcasting <laughs> it's, this is another one of those that we both can touch on uh Podcasting started for me when somehow I was jumping transformer sites out of boredom, mm-hmm. uh, which I usually just joined random forums, or I did at the time, before I had podcasting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I found TF Wire. Yes, so That was the first podcast I'd ever listened to, which, of course, since listening to them, I've discovered other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, I'd only been on the site for about a month or two. um, And I'd already been doing, like, fan dubs on other sites at the time.
5: Yeah.
4: And he decided that he was going to start a new show called War Stories. Now, War Stories, for those that have not heard me on there, um, was a narration, like, go back to the 30s, listen to the radio type show. Right. Um where the fans got to write their own stories and I read them, uh, narrated them, I did the character voices. If I didn't know the voice, I made one up. Uh, Just random shit like that. So, Mm -hmm. I did that for about 15 episodes. People quit submitting stuff, and that's why it kind of slowed down as far as it did. Mm -hmm. Um, That, I didn't care for a couple episodes that were submitted to me. (laughs) Because I didn't really have any of the voices. (laughs) Right. So, that was kind of useless to me. Um, But, yeah, so it it lasted about a year with 15 episodes, Mm. which kind of sucks by comparison now, considering we pump out that many in two weeks. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so, um, that was my first venture into it. After that show ended, I was like, okay, I'll take a break for a bit. And I got bored. So... I decided in August of 2008 to create all things Transformers, which I, of course, got the one co-host for, uh, (laughs) Master Galvatron, that uh, various people that have listened did not care for his particular accent or his opinions. Um, My schedule started flopping around, and so I could no longer co-host with him anyway. Yeah. So I did some crappy solo episodes by myself. <laughs> and then that is how I met you, is through, I believe, uh, not only Twitter, which I also started in that time.
5: I think it was Twitter where we where we first uh, started talking to each other, because, you know, I had just joined Twitter then, and um, I uh, I don't know if it was before I protected my updates or after. I... I found you as one of my followers. I'm like, I don't know this person because at the time the only person I really knew was like podcasters, uh, other podcasters that I had listened to, which is like Birdman uh, and 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 Steve Saylor and stuff. I'm like, Who the hell is this guy? I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, oh okay, fine, whatever. You know, we start up a conversation. Um, and then six months later, tft one podcast started.
4: And then six months later after that, GCR started. Exactly. <laughs> so actually this uh this n- technically this network or all things transformers anyway has hit the year mark mm-hmm. um yeah, it's hit only thirty episodes, which is still double of four stories, so oh yeah, kiss
5: that
4: <laughs> uh, but yeah so the the network is going very strong. we have ten shows under it now, uh one of them is uh done by over at the lunchroom but uh they submit one show to us and their show is pretty good too um all of the shows that we have available are good yes but yeah that's that's mainly uh what got me into podcasting
5: yeah um and you know the same thing with me uh you know everybody's heard me tell this story before so i'm not really gonna go into it again i've talked about it at length um at the time, I was living at my other apartment, and I figured, okay, well, I have the Rhino sets. I, you know, I, I can go out and get a, a, a headset, and, and I can talk about this and whatever else. And, you know, it was a... You know, TFG-1 was a complete learning curve on my part. I started out with one format. By the end of the show, the format completely changed. I added uh, two co... Well, I added you, and I added Michael Wilson um, to the rest of the series, um, so yeah, um it it's you know podcasting is great. It, it it's great that we we can have our opinions out there for people that want to listen to them and people have to understand. You know, and I've said this before. Opinions are opinions. Uh you know, I'm not going to use the old adage or the old um cliche of, you know, opinions are like assholes, everybody has one. I'm 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 not going to do that even though I just said it. no seriously because you know if you don't agree with us fine but we're not wrong in our opinion you know we may misconstrue a fact or something here and there but you know and and in that instance you know we we completely say you know hey if we're wrong let us know um but podcasting is awesome I'm glad I got into it. The only thing I wish is that we could actually make money at it. But anyway, I know that's not going to happen. At least not right now. Yeah, not right away anyway. Um, so what is your uh, final in your first group of five here?
4: Voice. Now, the reason I listed toys next to it on the list is because I first started doing character voices mm-hmm. when I was younger because I would use the, obviously, play with the figures. So I started doing imitating the Megatron voice,
0: mm.
4: as well as uh, Wannabe Soundwave and Starscream, and yeah, whoever else I could do. I did Grimlock because I had the Beast Wars Grimlock toy.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, so of course, I this is this is probably what started me in all of it,
0: mm-hmm.
4: which also led to me doing voiceovers on uh, TF Cog and. Uh, Voice Acting Alliance which I'm still doing productions on both.
0: Right,
4: right. Um just some of them end up more drawn out because it takes a while to do that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. Uh but yeah, and then that's what of course led to Tf Wires war stories, which, you know, of course leads to every else. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's what started me doing the voices and just watching random movies I get goofy sometimes and decide Oh yeah, that voice sounds funny. I can do that, and I did it, and add it to my giant list.
5: What was um, what was the voice you do at work that you're yelling all the time? You had said a couple months ago that you're doing somebody's voice outside, um, and just basically yelling at the top of your lungs. Was it? I don't think it was Beast Wars and Megatron, was it?
4: No, I honestly I don't remember because there's a lot of them. I do. I don't <laughs> yell at the top of my lungs, but. Uh, I get strange looks for some of them.
0: <laughs>
5: yeah. yeah.
4: Uh, considering I've walked by customer cars doing uh B- or G1 Starscream and Megatron arguing with each other.
5: That's what it was. Yep. I remember that now. That's what Cause, it was.
4: Because, yeah, that, that's the most awkward situation when you're walking by and you're doing a voice talking to yourself. <laughs> and then all of a sudden somebody's staring at you. <laughs> yeah. That you didn't expect to be looking at you. So. Uh,
0: yeah
5: imagine. Um, Do you have anything else to say about voiceovers in general?
4: Nope, I'm pretty sure that's done.
5: Okay, well, we're going to take a quick break. We've already gone through 10 of the 25 on the list, and um, yeah, we're going to go into a break. We'll be right back. my next, for my second group of five, uh, the first I have listed here is the Atari 2600. Um, This was my first ever video game system. Uh, And as we all know, Atari, it it was great, it's great for classic games like, uh, what is it, um, Barnyard Storm or Storming Barnyard, I, I, I think it was called Barnyard Storm, it's basically you're in this like Prop plane, like kind of like this World War Two prop plane, and you basically have to—I think you had to drop a bomb on Barnes. I—I—I I, I forget. And there was a whole bunch of games for this thing, but it was like the the first video game system I ever ever had. Um, and as a kid, you know, I think I was like four or five at the time. Um, you know, and it was just great to have the joystick and the buttons and. And everything else, it was just really super, super cool. I'm, I'm just trying to rack my brain about the 2600. I know there were other Atari models, but um, this was a first in a long line of video game systems for me. Do you have anything to say about the Atari 2600?
4: Um, I've played one one time at my uncle's, but uh, I think I played Galaga. Yeah. I want to say that's on there. I beat the, whatever high score my aunt had. That was, like, probably the first old game I played. Or the the oldest game, I should say, that I've played.
5: Yeah. Um, next on my list is R.L. Stein's Fear Street uh, book series. Um, I got into these when I was, I don't know, um, probably 12, 13, 14, somewhere around there. Um... Just awesome, awesome storytelling now, as everybody knows, I'm not really into horror or anything like that, but these books have awesome just an awesome storytelling thing uh The first one I ever owned was uh called the new girl um and it was basically one of those things. It's kind of like you know going through you know middle school high school whatever um, type of stories, and then something freaky will happen to somebody or. Whatever. Um, and it was just they're just awesome, awesome reads. I wish I could get the whole series, um, of books. Of course, it's probably going to cost me an arm and a leg. Not really as far as being collectors' type deals, but just, um, just finding them and you know, at, you know, five ninety nine, six ninety nine a book. You know, it's and there's like oh, I think he has like over a hundred of these. So that's a hundred and five dollars for the whole series. <laughs> I mean, I'm probably wrong in saying that. Did you ever read these or anything like this?
4: Um, I have read them actually. Uh, I didn't read very many of them, but I, I and I don't, of course, remember any of them because I haven't read one since probably uh, middle school. But, um, yeah, I do remember that they were very, very well written. Uh, it, some of it was funny, but a, a lot of it was, you know, trying to scare the hell out of you. Yeah. Uh, but it was a good. Uh, scare the hell out of you for a younger kid's mind?
5: Oh yes, very, very much so. Um, And then of course, Mr. Stein would go on to do uh, Goosebumps and stuff like that, which is actually, for me, it was more scary. I really didn't care for Goosebumps at all. Um,
4: I liked monster blood out of the Goosebumps. That was probably the only thing I liked out of that whole series.
5: (laughs) Um, yeah, I really wasn't into it all that much. Um, the next one on my list is the Hardy Boys Case Files books. it's actually funny, um, the author that's listed on these is Franklin W. Dixon. That person doesn't exist. Oh, nice. (laughs) Well, the reason why I say that is because when these were first written as just the Hardy Boys Mysteries or whatever it was, um, they were... Uh, written by this guy I forget what his name is and I don't, I'm not going to try to even pull it up uh, on uh, I believe it was a Yahoo GeoCities page that I found and it's probably gone now um that um got all these authors together and said okay we need to write these books and so that's it's a moniker or a, a pseudonym or well, whatever um a, a pen name for someone uh, but um, and it was like you know 10, 10 12 it, it was basically a whole writers and con- an authors consortium uh, type of deal um, but the case files books uh, saw Frank and Joe Hardy who are basically they were high schoolers um, and their father was a I believe he was a pol- Fenton. I believe he was a pol- he was either a police officer or a detective, or he, he, he was something. Um, and they have to go on adventures. Um, and, you know, they they live in the fictional town of Bayport, which is kind of like it's kind of like a suburb of New York City. I, it, it, it's based on the whole that northern part of the eastern seaboard, uh, and just awesome awesome read great great storytelling um i remember the first one i ever had was number 42 the last laugh and it actually ties into the next pick of mine which is uh the convention phenomenon or comic book conventions or whatever you want to call it um which i'm not going to talk about just yet i'm not going parties yet but um just you know great great stories um I, again, this is another collection that I would love to obtain all the books for again. At least numbers 1 through, I believe, 180 was the one that I read up to. Um, just, you know, great, great read. It's one of those books that pulls you in, and I've always been the type of person when I read, I can actually visualize myself either as a fly on the wall in the story or actually in one of the characters. Like, I could picture myself as, as Frank Hardy or Joe Hardy or, you know, whatever. Um, did you ever have any experience with these?
4: Uh, I think my mom tried buying me the books, and I never read them.
5: <laughs>
4: it just didn't appeal to me because I was such a sci-fi nut by that time. Yeah, yeah.
5: Um, and my next pick is the convention phenomenon, something that neither one of us have actually been to. I think the closest thing for me was that uh, Bayside Expo Thing that I went to when I met David Hasselhoff and uh, sat in, for, or not sat, but stood in front of the Ghostbusters car. I actually got to sit inside Kit um, from Knight Rider. Uh, actually, it's funny when I was doing that, I, we were supposed to sit in the car and look to our left because we were sitting in the driver's seat. We were supposed to sit in the car and look to our left at the lady with the with the camera. Well, I'm so big on Knight Rider, and especially at six years old, I had a Knight Rider T-shirt on the day that I went there, um, and, and, and look at the lady, I wanted to drive the car, I wanted kids to talk to me, damn it, <laughs> but unfortunately, that, that wasn't going to happen, and she eventually did get my picture, and I will um, probably post that on the forums at some point, um, I like the ideas, I like the idea of conventions, especially like BotCon, uh, TFCon, which I've now, uh, become aware of, um, San Diego Comic Con, Wizard World Chicago, stuff like that. Uh, But again, the sheer cost of having to go.
4: Yeah, I I would say that that would be about the only thing holding me back. uh, Because I would love to go to a convention. Yeah. Um, Yeah. The only convention I've been to has been the Star Trek convention. (laughs) That was out actually in the same city I live in now, which at the time was like, it was a 20 minute drive. My dad took me, and I met the actor uh, John Delancey, who plays uh, Q in Star Trek: The Next Generation, as well as DS9 and Voyager.
5: Wait, the um, character named Q.
4: Yeah, well, that's the the character's named Q. He's like a uh, omnipotent type goddish character Copyright that studies humans.
5: Copyright infringement. The only Q that should ever be a character in anything is James Bond. Anyway, it's just my little
4: speed. But, yeah, anyways, that's the only one that I, I've actually been to. Yeah,
5: I wanted to go to BotCon last year, and I'm the type of person, because I've never been, um, I would want the full experience. Um, and I added it up, it was close to something like two, $3,000. And it was only an hour and a half drive away from where I live. Um, so, but, yeah, I didn't get to go. Overall, I, I think it's great. That, they, that there are conventions for different um, things like like Transformers, like G.I. Joe, like just overall in general.
7: With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the
3: bride and groom?
7: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
6: <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky.
7: for free at LuckyLandslots.com Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. uh,
5: ...comic-con itself uh, where these artists and creators and people and, you know, you can, you know, we'll come out and you can actually meet them. Uh, I think it's an awesome, awesome thing. And, yeah. Uh, And my... Um, final uh pick in this uh, in this pick of five for me is the Super Looney Tunes Mickle- uh, McDonald's uh, Happy Meal toys. Um, I believe it was ninety one or ninety two. These came out. I don't remember. Um, but you know I was really big into Looney Tunes, and just having these um, was super super awesome. Actually, I reacquired them uh, about. About, um I think right right after I moved into this apartment, so about six months ago. Something like that. Oh nice. Uh you have Superbugs, who is a offshoot of Superman. Um you have uh Wonder Pig, who is an offshoot of Wonder Woman and it's actually Petunia Pig, not Porky. Uh you have Taz Flash. Who is obviously a one-shot of uh, the Flash character, and then you have Bat Duck. It's basically Daffy in a Batman suit with a duck instead of a bat on his chest. Um, I like these because I actually have. Lo- I think the one I really don't like the m- the one I really like the least is is the Petunia Wonder Pig character, but. It's nice to have these because you actually get because you can take these costumes off them they're basically just just plastic and you can they they basically plug into each other um both sides um, both both halves of each costume you can actually take these off of them and you actually have you know bugs Daffy, taz, and petunia Looney Tunes characters as themselves um and these were just so super cool this is like this is like right at the tail end of my whole uh McDonald's Happy Meal toy, um uh, wanting. And uh yeah, it's just um just these are just these are just awesome, awesome toys. I'm so glad I got these again. They're great, um, display pieces. Um I remember I only at the time I had only had Superbugs and Bat Duck, uh Taz Flash and Wonder Pig or somewhat of elusive, my cousin Robbie Malone. Add Taz Flash, and I tried stealing it from him several times.
4: <laughs> nice. <laughs>
5: because I wanted it. My aunt, oh my aunt Debbie, always caught me. Um, yeah. That's. Uh, did Did you ever have these, or did you ever see these when you were a kid? I, I I can't be for sure. I'd have to look it up. I think they came out. It might have. I would say between eighty nine and ninety three. I think I
4: can't. Uh, sure. no, I don't think I ever had any.
5: Uh, o- overall um, that was my um, those were my great uh, Happy Meal toys outside of the food that turned into robots, the food changers those were, were awesome as well like fry, I and mean, so many other ones um, so yeah, that's my second group of five uh, we can start uh, with your second group of five
4: already Yes. my second group starts with Batman, the animated series. I would have to say, this is the next, um, uh, between this and the uh, original Tim Burton films, is what got me into the Batman series, which thus killed my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles love, and I went over to Batman, (laughs) who, of course, could kick their ass by himself. (laughs) So, yes, I chose uh, the Batman series. I ended up owning the Batcave, all the other things associated with the animated as well as movie line. Yeah. Um, and I freaking love this character so much that I went as Batman for Halloween one year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know. I just love the animated series because uh, the voicing of Kevin Conroy as Batman oh, yeah. is probably the most epic Batman voice I have ever heard yes. next to Christian Bale.
5: Um, I really can't compare. I would say, for me, Kevin Conroy is the only voice for Batman animated.
4: Yes. Oh, I would say that, no doubt. There's no other person that should ever do the Batman voice.
5: But other people have, though. Um, I
4: know. That's the worst part.
5: Uh, especially Jeremy Sisto in Justice League New Frontier. He butchered Batman, I think. But anyway, I I, I understand Justice League New Frontier was heading towards, uh you know... The Silver Age, fine, whatever. Um, which probably the, the, the most insulting voice for Batman is uh Diedrich Bader, uh, Oswald from Drew Carey and Batman the Brave and the Bold. But again, I understand it's Silver Age, it's supposed to be different, but um you know, you had mentioned the eighty nine film, that's where this came from. Because of Tim Burton's film, Bruce Tim, uh and his cohorts put this together. That's where that started from.
4: See, and I just love this this series. I won't... It was on TV. Like, every epic character that was in it, yeah. every voice, everything seemed to just fit. Yeah. And it had the best uh, Joker voice, in my opinion, as well.
5: Mark Hamill! Yes. I'm like, and I
4: never knew that until, like, the late 90s.
5: <laughs> I never knew it until I actually heard, um... Believe world's finest podcast, which is the first podcast that I started listening to when I started getting into podcasting. But anyway, um, yeah, uh, Batman, the the animated series is just awesome. Um, and the one thing, and you know, I I believe I've pointed this out before. I don't know if I have or not. If you just watch Bruce Wayne and Batman in that series. Kevin Conroy brings to the role is that he is the only person to ever animated anyway to ever change his voice between he he takes them as two characters like Bruce Wayne is on the left Batman's on the right so he has like this soft tone type of thing for Bruce Wayne to be calm cool collected but then he has this gruff higher type of deep thing for batman
4: oh yeah i love that too
5: and the fact that he can change it in an instant like there's a couple of episodes where he's in the bat cave and commissioner gordon calls him but the the commissioner is actually looking for bruce so you think he, even though you see batman in the costume you think he's going to answer the phone as batman he's like oh hi you know the you know, the Bruce Wayne voice, oh, hi, Commissioner, you know, how are you? But you see him in the Batman costume talking as Bruce Wayne. And it's just, it's, it's not really creepy, but it's just weird to see that, and I thought it was so, so awesome. Um, what are your other thoughts on this?
4: Um, It's definitely one of the most owned series of the 90s.
5: Yes, very much so. There is now a complete animated series. You can get it uh, pretty much anywhere online. You can probably get it in a lot of stores. Uh, retails. I actually got mine at Best Buy for I believe seventy four ninety nine, which was twenty five dollars off the retail price. Um, I believe those are I believe those are you know while supplies last like like limited qual uh quantity thing and it's actually sitting in my uh on my DVD shelf on the very top uh on my animation shelf um and it, it it's just awesome
4: yes yes and, and i guess for the next thing on my list i'm going to jump over to beast wars yes yes the series that started everything for me
5: <laughs> um
4: this series is what um got me into the liking of the 3d tunes Mm -hmm. as well as as, um the the voicing and uh this introduced the only form of transformers i knew at the time um and got me very interested uh this was more so a transition series uh it got me off of like four different other shows that i watched in the morning Mm -hmm. um but yeah, I just love this series. The 3D in it is epically awesome. The the voice acting, um, the progression of characters, how they um, are introduced, how they are randomly killed off, or how they um, evolve through the series is just great.
5: Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, um, eventually we will get to this obviously because we have Beast Unleashed podcast. Um, Beast Wars was a series for me that it didn't really take at first. Um, it it just didn't. I, I don't know why. Um, I didn't really realize because I grew up on G one. I grew up with the animated movie. I you know that's because you know obviously you know, we're a, a few years apart in age, of course, I'm older, not to rub it in or anything, because I, I hate being older, but anyway, um, you know, there was a drought between 87 and 96 as far as a cartoon for Transformers. As f- I mean, outside of G2, uh, but as far as, like, from G1 to Beast Wars, there was a drought, and you didn't have a Transformers cartoon, and it came on, I didn't know what it was. Honestly, I, I had no idea what what it was until I actually sat down one morning at 6.30, and I watched it. And while I do like it, and I did like it then, it's something I'm going to have to watch again. Um, And, of course, I don't have the DVDs yet. I need to get those. Um, I just... I think it... It's an awesome series. It does have really cool characters. I've seen some of the stuff on YouTube and online. I've downloaded some of the stuff that you have on your site, on on the site, on Predacon Empire. Um, But, again, it's something that I want the DVDs for, so I can actually see it in excellent quality.
4: Yes, unlike uh, degraded and (laughs) staticky.
5: Yes, exactly. Um, And stuff that cuts out at certain points, not really during the episode, but, like, the intro or something like that. But, anyway, um, you know... I really, really enjoyed it. I think it was an awesome uh, uh, evolution of Transformers. Um, and then, you know, I know I know yours, your specific pick is Beast Wars, but we can't talk about that without talking about Beast Machines. No. Uh, I got the DVD set for Beast Machines a few months ago, and I sat through, I believe it was 36 hours, a day and a half, watched the entire series, all 26 episodes, just all at once, and I I just couldn't stop watching, I could not it's like one of those things that that makes you do a, like a like a, not really a double take, but it's something that sucks you into the point where the animation is so spot on it is so awesome, the music makes the show Uh, it's like, you know like I said before, I've said it, you know other places, uh, once we get to doing Beast Machines on Beast Unleashed I'm pretty much going to be the complete optimist about it because I'm not going to have a bad thing to say about the any of the episodes from Beast Machines, uh, and, and again I really can't comment yet on Beast Wars because I haven't watched it again. Uh, so, but yeah, uh, overall, I you know, both series are are awesome.
4: Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt, <sighs> yes. <laughs> Anyways, to jump ship onto my next item. Yes, X-Men the animated series. Mm-hmm. This was my one of my favorite Marvel television shows. Um, quite possibly my favorite one because uh, I loved the character of Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Um, this I also got comics related to X-Men as well for a little bit, mm-hmm. but um, th- this is one of the series that just um, I I love to watch. I after I got out of school, um, it. I don't know, just the, the voicing for it was good, um, the animation was great, it, it just, I mean, other than the the whole Phoenix saga, which I'm not too fond of.
0: What?
5: That was awesome.
4: Well, it was awesome, but, eh, I don't know, some of the things were kind of far-fetched. <laughs> but, I, I mean, I'd probably have to see it again to really make another really good opinion of it, there, but.
5: There are DVDs for it now.
4: Yeah, well, unfortunately, my money's tied up.
5: Yeah, no, I know. If, I'm, I'm, just saying. If
4: it wasn't, I would be getting a complete series of GI Joe and Transformers, and then I'd be working my way to other shows, such as Batman and the like. But yeah, this is definitely one of my favorite uh, Marvel animation series. Um, the, the the voice acting was great. I love the uh, the intro music. Um which goes along with a lot of the same stuff with the Batman that I liked. I mean, just the the whole execution of the whole show was great overall.
5: Yeah, very much so. Um, X-Men for me, I hadn't really gotten into comic books. I think that um, it was something that the cartoon wanted me it made me want to get into comic books. Um, I had several, like, Spider-Man issues and stuff like that, but um, these stories, uh, you know, uh, probably eventually down, way down the line, probably a couple years down the line from now, uh, Geekcast Radio will have an X-Men review at some point, because it is something I do want to do um, eventually. Uh, But anyway... uh, was just awesome. The the characters were awesome. Uh, the designs on some of the characters, especially <laughs> the female ones, were great. You know. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, you know, overall, best X best X Men cartoon ever. Um, oh yeah.
4: I I don't even like honestly. I haven't even given the new one a chance, even though a lot of famous actors voice actors that I know of are in it including David Kay um which is kind of unfair that I haven't given it a shot but also I don't have cable and two it's just not X-Men to me Yeah,
5: I've given it a shot but it was never on at times that I actually remembered to watch uh, again it was one of those things where it, it was like Transformers animated it was on at a time to where I didn't remember to turn it on to watch it um I think that the complete insult to the series for me, not really X-Men 92, but just X-Men cartoons in general, was Evolution. Evolution was the worst X-Men cartoon ever. Uh,
4: well, and and this is the thing I want to talk about on a future GCR episode, is how these studios are killing cartoons.
5: Oh, yes, very much so.
4: And that, that'll be a topic in itself, yep. but uh, that... Yeah, it's it. There have been piss poor things done with shows and in, in general over the last like fifteen years.
5: Yeah, very, very much so. Uh, do we have anything else to say about X Men? No. Okay.
4: My next pick would be the MSN Gaming Zone, which is the first uh, venture I had to online gaming back in '98. 19- um, the first game I ever networked. And played was oh well, this is hitting on another topic, uh, Beast Wars. Because I had the game and you could do a four-player uh, death match, you could say online. Right. They didn't have team play. It was everything was death match back in the day. Yeah. Um, it, I, I used to get online. I'd sit there for all hours of the day, um, monopolizing my dad's computer uh, on dial-up, of course because that's all we had back in the day. Right. Um, which, it, it kind of sucked, because you'd lag quite a bit, and if you get kicked offline, the the character would stay on the screen, and you could shoot them, but nothing would happen. Um, but I, I used to be pr- pretty kick-ass. I'd play as Optimus Primal. I think I only lost one match, and that was because three people ganged up on me. <laughs> after I annihilated all of them separately.
5: Uh Huh.
4: Yeah. You could get, like, up to, or you just had to, like, blow away their, their health. I mean, you only had the one life, so. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I used to be pretty uh, aggressive. <laughs> um, Use the monkey mode. I'd freaking knock them in the lava pit, and I'd kill one, and then I'd go after another one, knock them into an area where there's turrets everywhere, and then I'd pick up an item, and there's more turrets that blow them away, and I'd be in a safe uh, shield zone. <laughs> Yeah, so I was pretty brutal in that game, but that was what first got me into all the online gaming, which uh, further jumped into other ones, such as, like, Unreal Tournament and that kind of stuff.
5: Right, right. Um, I really have no experience with this, so I really don't have anything to comment on yeah, it about.
4: Awesome. I'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my my next pick is G.I. Joe. Yes. Um, and the reason why I write the Deke series is that was my first experience with G.I. Joe next to the G.I. Joe movie and the toys. Right, right. Um, I had 12-inch figures of Cobra Commander, Snake Eyes, Duke Talking Duke, and, uh, Destro, which are I believe in my dad's attic. (laughs) Um, yeah. Kind of makes me want to get them out now. But, uh, um, but, yeah, the the Deep series is what actually got me into the whole G.I. Joe phenomenon. Uh, I owned the movie of the eighty seven movie. Right. Which of course is awesome and I finally have a copy of it now. But um the the designs for the Deke series kinda sucked, um or the animation for it yeah in general because Sunbow obviously does much better yeah quality work. Yeah. But I did like the, the things that some of the characters they introduced um, some of the more kind of sci-fi-ish stuff, along the lines of like Street Sharks and that kind of stuff. Mhm. Um, but I did like the cover commander. We had the battle armor. He never again since the first series used, um, his silver mask. Right, right. He did use the blue, um, hood, as well as the battle armor. Yeah. But um, that was pretty much where i got to like cobra commander just because he's freaking crazy but yeah this i I definitely love gi joe um that i will be spearheading in the future as soon as i have time to actually sit down and watch the rest of them and do reviews and then uh meet up with a co-host online right yeah um but yeah i will be doing that show shortly Mm -hmm.
5: Yep. And that is your final pick for this set of five. I think that we are going to take a break because my next pick of five, um, (laughs) I have a lot to talk about, so we'll be right back.
1: GI Joe against Cobra and Destro fighting to
8: save the day he never gives up he's always there fighting for freedom over land and air GI Joe GI Joe GI Joe is the code name for America's daring highly trained special mission force its purpose to defend human freedom against Cobra
1: a ruthless terrorist organization determined to rule the world. He never gives up, he'll stay till the fight one. G.I. Joe will dare. G.I. Joe! G.I. Joe!
5: Joe. Alright, we're back. And my next pick, uh, my next five picks. Uh, the first one I wrote down was Sesame Street and the Muppets. Uh, much like the Three Stooges, this was, um... Completely hilarious, both uh, Sesame Street the show and the Muppets, as far as Kermit, Miss Piggy, Fozzie Bear, Gonzo, Scooter, um, uh, what's 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 the um, Beaker and uh, Bunsen in, in Beaker. Um,
4: the guys that sat in the balcony.
5: Oh, well, yeah, well, yeah, the yeah the Muppet show, but no, but. Bun- Bunsen and Beaker. Bunsen was the scientist and Beaker was the one that should always happen to him. Like you yeah. get blown up. But yeah, as far as the the guys this uh, uh Sadler and War- I think it's I think it's Stadler and War- and Waldorf. I, I don't know if it's Sadler or I, I believe it's Stadler is what it is, but I don't know. I I'm gonna have to look that up. Um but as far as Sesame Street, Sesame Street along with Mr. Rogers, even though I'm not going to talk about Mr. Rogers, those were my two educational programs in the morning before school. It's basically like kids today watching that dumb fucking purple dinosaur.
4: Well, actually, they don't even watch that anymore. They got a lot more uh, retarded shows.
5: Well, yeah, I know.
6: Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil.
5: Even though I'm not comparing Sesame Street to Barney, hell no, not at all. But, I mean, I'm saying it's it's that same type of educational type of programming. Uh, the best other thing I can compare it to is maybe Blue's Clues. Um, but Sesame Street for me was so awesome. Each, I, I think my two favorite characters were Bert and Ernie. Uh, just so awesome. I love Groger, uh, Groger, Grover. Groger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, gro- yeah, I'm a little groggy this morning. What the hell? Um... Wow, that sounded like a poo from The Simpsons. Holy crap. Um, Nice. (laughs) um, uh, Grover, Cookie Monster, uh, The Count, Big Bird, Oscar, Elmo. um, Just awesome, awesome characters from Jim Henson and his company. Uh, Along with the Muppets. The Muppet show was just awesome. The, The star power that that show had. Uh, was just hilarious, and all the movies that it's had. Um, I actually researched this, uh, the Muppet movies, because I put them on the M wire schedule. Uh, uh, for their, I wanted to, I wanted us to review them on there for the, the, each year each one came out. So it'd be like the Muppet movie, the Great Muppet Caper, the Muppets Take Manhattan. So they'd be in year order, as, as, as each week as, as we review them. Um, I think my favorite Muppets were Kermit and Fozzie. Waka waka waka. Fozzie was so awesome. Um, and then of course, you know you have Miss Piggy with the hi yeah. She would try to chop anybody who came between her and Kermit. Uh, just awesome funny funny things. Just just great great memories all around. Um, I actually have the first 2 seasons of the Muppet show on DVD. I need to get the 3rd season. I don't know if the fourth has come out yet. I I hope it does. Um, What are your memories of either uh, Sesame Street or the Muppets? Hello? Hello?
4: Steve? All right.
5: What the hell? I was
4: on the phone, dude.
5: Oh, well, Christ, you should have told me that. (laughs) Sorry. What are your uh, memories of Sesame Street and the Muppets?
4: Um, Sesame Street, uh, I used to watch that when I was little. I also went to the Sesame Street Live. Yep. Um, the Muppets, uh, that was another show I liked to watch quite often. Um, I mostly liked the, the comedy bits in it, uh, the mockery of other movies, um, yep. as well as the guys in the balcony.
5: Higgs in space! Yeah.
4: Yep. Yeah. Uh,
5: but, yeah. Yeah, it was just an awesome awesome thing uh, and it's something that if I ever do have kids that I will definitely show them um, my next pick is uh, the A team uh, this show was was so so awesome I really can't pick a favorite character out of the A team um, I like them all I liked uh, Hannibal Smith uh, B.A. Barakas, Face Man and Murdoch um, I think I like Murdoch and uh, B.A. the best though if I, if I actually had to pick um, but um, just great great 80's action show this I remember watching along with Knight Rider and Airwolf um, I don't think they were all in the same uh, time I think actually A-Team was on uh, CBS while the other two were on NBC but I can't be for certain on that um, I do have all five seasons on DVD um, I do love them Uh just a great overall um show basically these guys are are out to try to clear their names they were accused uh in 1972 for crimes against uh in in the vietnam war against the u.s and whatever else And they basically set out to help the little guy it's basically you know what it's there for um and yeah it's an '80s show, and yeah, a lot of '80s shows are are cheesy, but um, this was just awesome for me. Uh, it's just a laugh a minute type of show. Uh, I always wanted that black van. I loved I loved BA's van. Um, do you have any memories or anything? On the
4: yeah, I used to watch this when I was little too. Um, I I used to sit down and watch it with my dad. Um, I I did like the the pranks that they'd sometimes have to pull off or whatever to get away from the government as well as uh, help out whoever contracted them. Yep. Um, had the great Mr. T.
5: Oh yes, oh yes, very much so. I pity the fool. <laughs> yeah. I
4: pity the fool. Yeah. But yeah. Um, they you know and Murdoch and and uh, Hannibal. Yeah, they were they were some other memorable characters for me. Um. But, uh, I do know that they are remaking this as a movie, which I hope to God they don't butcher.
5: They're butchering it. But... They have a, one of the UFC fighters playing BA. Wow. Yeah. Look on, uh, Geek Tyrant's Twitter at some point, and it, 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 or look at geektyrant.com, um... And it's listed over there as a as a story, and it's just, just no, not at all. I w- much rather would watch the '80s series than uh, a remake film of it. Um, overall, you know, I again, this is something I remember watching with my dad, um, and it was just awesome. I, I truly, truly enjoyed it. If people like, you know, if people like shows like like. MacGyver or Magnum P.I. or Knight Rider, you know, stuff like that from the 80s that, you know, eight, they're looking for 80s action. The A-Team is a definite must-watch. Um, yeah. Going on to my next pick here, uh, I am picking Thundercats. Uh, this was another 80s cartoon that I absolutely watched all of the time. I said in our Thundercats coverage on Tooncast that I actually wanted these sort of Omens. I wanted it to just come right out of the cartoon and be in my hand. I didn't want to knock off... I wanted the actual sword from the show. Uh, Although I know that's pretty much impossible. But um, it was just awesome. Awesome cartoon. Uh, The the best thing now that I look back on it that that the show has, it has musical themes for everything. Each character had a theme. The vehicles had themes. the, The villains had themes. Um it was just just way, way awesome. Um, do you have any uh memories on Thundercats?
4: Uh all I remember is pretty much Lionel and uh Snarf.
5: Snarf. Yeah. Yeah. Um my next pick, this pick of five, is Mask. Mobile Armored Strike Command. This was another cartoon of the eighties. Um it was kind of like Transformers but not really um, it was and the only reason why I said it was kind of like Transformers is because the toys for this show uh, some toys came with two different parts that kind of tra- didn't really transform but it's kind of like you know a toy within a toy type of deal and it like shoots out uh, type of thing um, this cartoon is so awesome I love the think song uh, the theme song was, is just such an upbeat, catchy type of theme. Um, I don't remember a lot about it because it's not currently on US DVD. I mean, I know we covered it in in Tooncast, episode eight, um, but uh, you know, it just wasn't. Uh, it's not something now that I really can talk too much about. I had the toys. I believe I had the Boulder Hill playset, which is the base. I believe I had uh, probably majority of the vehicles. The best thing about these toys, though, the vehicles that ca- the figures that you could buy, the, like little three-inch figures or six-inch figures that you could buy for the um for the vehicles. Only thing I've seen as far as toys for this, um, as far you know, toys in the 80s in general, is how detailed they were. The helmets came with them, but you could either put them on them on the figures, or you could take them off. I've never seen anything as far as 80s, 80s toys like that, um, and I thought that was a really cool detail. Um, do you remember Mask at all?
4: Um, actually, other than what you guys covered on
5: Tooncast, you have...
4: Tooncast, I'd never even watched it before. <laughs> I'd heard of it, but never watched it.
5: Yes, go on YouTube and watch some stuff. Um, my final pick in this five is Night Rider. Um again 80s action goodness yes nowadays it's it's very dated and it's very cheesy uh but again you know david hasselhoff as michael knight and william daniels as kit you know the best action slash comedy team ever uh the first episode i ever remember watching was from season four was called killer kit where um a former uh, foundation for law and government uh, employee uh, was jaded over uh, being let go from the foundation and created a computer program to basically take over kit and it turned uh, him evil basically um, and it was just it was just an awesome awesome episode I do have the complete collection complete series uh, DVD set. Um, Actually, it's not in the other room. It's currently in the pawn shop. I need to get that out this week. Um, anyways, it, uh, it was just such an awesome, awesome, awesome series. Um, it just, uh, you know, just great. Um, a lot of good themes with it, a lot of good comedy, uh, a lot of good action stunts with, with turbo boosting and, and, and stuff like that, um, so, yeah, that's um Night Rider is just so so awesome. I'm glad I have it on DVD. Um So, what are your uh memories on Night Rider?
4: Um I like the feeny voice. Yep. Which I'd first heard in Boy Meets World yes. as well as um I like the theme of the show.
5: Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, the show is awesome.
4: Other than that, not even watched it. So many shows I've not seen still.
5: <laughs> well, he stopped leading a sheltered life and uh... get out there and watch some stuff Um, we're gonna take another quick break and we will be right back
8: night rider a shadowy flight into the dangerous world of a man who does not exist To champion the cause of the innocent, the helpless, the powerless, in the world of criminals who operate above the law.
7: Underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the A-Team. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to...
5: Alright, we're back and the last thing we talked about was Knight Rider and I'm not done talking about it I remembered a few things that uh, this show again, like A-Team was a show that I watched with my dad I actually had one of those oh god, what are they called? Um, It was a plastic car you could sit in I forget what the hell they're called Uh, somebody out there wants to email me, let me know what the hell they are, it was like, it was almost like a, a plastic version of the Flintstone car type deal, where you had your feet underneath it, where they're like, you can move around by moving your feet. Yeah, but I had that, and I would always get in that and sit in that and watch Knight Rider (laughs) when I was six years old. Um just an awesome awesome show great effects for the time that this show was out um you know turbo boost uh the voice for for kit which you know is william daniels who most people uh, outside of the 80s generation will know as uh, mr feeny on boy meets world feeny yeah uh feeny feeny yeah uh, okay anyways yeah, Sean's not here, buddy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No. no, it's
4: not Sean, it's uh um
5: Oh, Eric. Yes. Yeah, Eric. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, he Does we'll, the Feeny we'll call? You know. Yeah. Um Oh, what was it? Uh, you know, and, and I actually had to do a a double take when I first saw Boy Meets World cuz I'm like, "Wait, what the hell is Kit doing on Boy Meets World? <laughs> He's the
8: enforcer
0: teacher.
5: <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and then, you know, another thing about Knight Rider we really can't uh, ignore, seeing as how we are huge Transformers fans, uh, Peter Cullen was the voice of Carr for, uh, I believe, one one or two episodes, and then they replaced him with Paul Frees, who has now passed away. Um Knight Rider was just overall, um, probably if I, if somebody, but you know, and I always make this reference, if, if somebody puts a gun to your head and you have to choose something, what would you choose? Uh, for me, as far as favorite 80s TV shows, that's it. If I absolutely had to choose one and only, that would be it for me. Um, yeah, some of the plot lines in it are recycled, and they are pretty much the same things, um, overall, uh, I really, really enjoyed it, um, that's pretty much all I have to say about it, uh, and we're gonna get into Steve's next five picks, what are they, sir?
4: They start with Diablo 2 and the online gaming, I first started playing this, uh, probably shortly after playing the Beast Wars game online, and... I pretty much just played it on my own to begin with. It's a like massively multiplayer game. Um, mm-hmm. You can. Oh yes, I'm boring you. No, Anyways, no, sorry. I, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> yes, I had to throw in some humor. Um, yes. yes, but basically, you get to walk around in the olden days and hack and slash at your enemies. Which, it's a very fun game to do so. It's, this game is over 10 years old now, and still uh, has a huge, huge fan following mm-hmm. To the point that uh, Blizzard, the publisher of it, um, is now working on uh, Diablo 3, which looks epically awesome compared to this version, and I cannot wait for its release, which probably won't be this year at all. Probably be late, late next year at, at earliest, but um, it's a very addicting game. You go around, you hack and slash, like I said, and uh, there's evil villains that you've got to defeat in every act, and there's five acts in the uh, original Diablo 2, and the expansion there's one act. So you get a total of six acts, you go through normal, hell, and nightmare modes, basically, and... I'm sure I had that order mixed up. So soon. Um, yes, but, uh, my favorite thing to do because I, after I beat the game, I hacked my character up just for the hell of it. (laughs) Uh, to the highest you could go on setting and I hacked all of his armor and weaponry and everything else. Um, I had, because I was a necromancer, you're only supposed to raise so many skeletons and a golem and all that crap. So, I, I could at a time have 91 guys running around the screen yeah. yeah Defending me and I'd just stand there and watch Them beat the hell out of everything
5: <laughs> That's funny <laughs>
4: Yes, But yeah it, I mean you could Deathmatch in the game too and everything else but I tended to not do that as much uh, Considering I lost a lot Of money doing that like fake money but It, <laughs> it sucked But yeah so that, that game overall Was one of my favorites Um from the early two thousands and uh definitely one that I still play off and on again today.
5: Yeah, I've heard of it. I don't think I've ever had any experience with it. I'm not really into games like that. Uh, I don't know, it's just that's just, just me though.
4: Hmm. Well I mean normally I'm not into games like that either, but this is about the only one that I will do that with, besides okay. StarCraft and uh Command and Conquer type ish games. Yeah. So, on to my next one is Super Smash Brothers, the series. Yes, yes. I first got introduced to this when I was going to one of my old churches, and I went to this, like, 24-hour, like, they had this get-together where you just go and hang out at, like, a sports center type thing, and uh, it was a lock-in. So, afterwards, we decided since none of us had had any sleep for almost 24 hours, mm-hmm. that we were going to sit there and play on the Nintendo 64 Super Smash Brothers. This is where I first got the the knack for playing this game, as well as the itch to continue with it. Mm-hmm. Um, the original game sucked balls. Like, it was good, but it sucked, by comparison.
5: It was good for the time and I, the- and the system it was on.
4: Oh, yeah, no doubt about that. But each incarnation's been better than the last for the most part. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I played the game so long after everybody else had already passed out from the lock-in and <laughs> 24 hours that my eyes literally sealed shut. <laughs> I could not see. <laughs> so I had no choice then to sleep. Wow. Yeah, that that was how long I played. I played so long my eyes were bloodshot and like just running, and they they would not stay open. And, <laughs> so yeah, I I ended up sleeping. But wow. that was the game that got me into it all. Then when the GameCube came out, the first game I purchased was Super Smash Brothers Melee. Which, I would have to say, by far, the characterizations in it, um, as far as the special moves, Mm -hmm. um, has got to be the best, considering the speed of some of the characters have been slowed down the latest incarnation of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But, that was one of my favorite games. I beat that all the way through. And, thus, in doing so, when I got the Nintendo Wii, I purchased Super Smash Bros. Brawl. Yes which has a shitload more characters you get Solid Snake, you get Sonic which Sonic is one of my favorites in that game Um, it is Samus between all the other ones because that was the one that I could charge up a blast and hit people from behind and (laughs) really screw them over Uh, Samus is still pretty good in this game but is very slow by comparison to the melee version Mm -hmm. so I just use Sonic for the most part because I've got enough moves with him that yeah. It doesn't matter. But this this series is definitely a, a fun game if you like button mashers. Yeah. And it does take a lot of skill to do because uh, I've had my ass handed to me numerous times doing it online. Yes. Um, well, I have handed my, the people their ass before too. Yeah. But more so than not, I'm going to get my ass handed to me online if people are actually still playing it online, which I don't see very often anymore.
5: Uh, I'm not sure. I I was not um, in on the Melee version or the newest version of, of Brawl. Brawl looks awesome. I, I, I've seen it. Uh, the main exposure I had with this series was the original N64 game. My only issue with the N64 and anything Nintendo has done past... Uh, Nintendo, or or any of the company, basically it's Nintendo or Microsoft has done past the Super Nintendo days, or Sega Genesis days, is the friggin' controllers. Everybody knows I have a mild case of cerebral palsy, I play video games one-handed. I have a picture of this, I will show it to you. I will put it on the forums. Um, uh, so when people were all excited about the first Smash Brothers game, I was like, "Oh, okay, cool. So I'll try it." Well, this N sixty four controller is like combination between a giant uh zucchini and a friggin' gun, as far as the way because I have to hold it in in one hand. So you know, if and I usually. I usually hold it sideways. Again, I will sh- I will post a picture with my Super Nintendo controller on the forums. So, you know, I had to m- work around that. Um, other than that, the most difficult part I had was if you got knocked off, like you got knocked off into the sky and then you came back and you're like right on the ledge. That was the most difficult part of that game for me was getting back up onto the actual platform as you're hanging off the ledge. Um, I think it's a super, super cool idea. Uh, it, you know, it sounds really great. Um, and, I'm, and I do like the, the look of the new game. Um, I think as far as the online play for Brawl, it's probably more relegated now to friends that get online to fight each other. Not really a huge online community because of the fact that the game's been out so long you know what i mean it's it's one of those things where it probably hit big when it first came out but now it's it's dwindling to the point of where whoever is friends with each other and still has the game will play it together
4: well yeah i uh i played a bunch of people online not nobody i knew because time never seems to line up but yes um the, the online play for it is pretty much dwindled to nothing Yeah. Um, mostly because Nintendo's system is kind of difficult to use for the online compared to say the Xbox or PS3 mm-hmm. um, so it's as it's, it's much, um, I mean it's free but you got all these stupid codes that you get to punch in instead of just punching in a name of somebody or some, yeah. you know, something like that it would be a lot easier that way but yeah. they make it more difficult on you
5: yeah, Nintendo's always been the most difficult of the of the video game companies uh, when it comes to crap like that.
4: But they are going the strongest out of all of them still.
5: Yes, that's true.
4: And they are like pretty much the pioneers of the entire uh, gaming industry for as far as the consoles go.
5: Well, they have what came out in eighty five, ninety five.
6: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
8: Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts.
9: Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
5: Five-year year history now, as far as since the Nintendo Entertainment System came out. So, I mean, yeah, you know, hey. Good for them, but still. Make shit easier, Nintendo. Oh. Well, Not that they listen to this podcast, but. No, but.
4: <laughs> I know they're getting about due for either another update to the Wii or another system pretty quick yeah. here in the next year or two.
5: I don't know if they would have, an, I mean, of course, Nintendo, is, as we all know, is is very uh, closed-doored. They're very, they play stuff very, very close to the vest. Oh, you
4: don't even know anything until it happens.
5: No, either. I know. No, I know, exactly. I mean, you don't know. I mean, they're more secretive than Apple is. Um, you know, you, you don't know shit until it hits. But um, I, I seriously doubt that they're going to come out with a new system this early.
4: Yeah, I think they're going to ride out the Wii for a little bit longer. Yeah. They're going to wait and see what Xbox and uh, PS... You know, three come out with next, and uh, you know Microsoft and Sony before uh, they make any decisions.
5: Yes, and I know this is this is supposed to be a talk on your on on Smash Brothers, but I mean you 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 know that that Nintendo is has always hit up the family market, the family friendly market, especially with that Wii Fit. And now they're try- you know, basically trying to make video games different ways for people to exercise together, <laughs> which it works. I mean, which it's, it works. It's fine. People, you know, I'm but... not not knocking it, but I'm just saying that's the I don't think you're ever gonna see from Nintendo an actually Nintendo licensed game that is like Mortal Kombat or or something like that with that violence level because they're they're basically the Disney of of video games. True. That's just that's the image that they've maintained over the last 20 you know 20 25 years and I don't think they want to screw with that.
4: No, I would have to agree with you on that.
5: Okay. What's well, next?
4: My next pick is the Super NES yes. being the it <laughs> was the first system I ever played. Uh, I used to have a friend that used to live across the street from me when I was growing up, and uh, he had a Super Nintendo, and I did not. Yes. So, guess what we did most of the time?
5: Played his Super Nintendo.
4: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Some of the key games that I remember playing on that were uh, Super Mario Brothers All-Stars,
5: mm. uh, Super yeah. Mario World, yeah. Aladdin, Laddin. Yeah, I played that on Genesis, not on Super.
4: Well, I played it on both, but that's because I ended up with a Genesis a couple years later. (laughs) But yeah, the Super NES was what started the whole uh, console gaming thing for me. Uh, Being that I didn't have one and always wanted one, uh, when I got a job, the first one I purchased was a Nintendo GameCube. Going back to the previous game or the previous listing, I bought Super Smash Brothers Melee.
5: Right, right.
4: But yes, that that was the system that pretty much started everything for me and uh, got me wanting to uh, stay with, for the most part, Nintendo's end of it.
5: Yeah. Um, for me, the Super Nintendo was not my first system. It was my first Nintendo system, but it was not my first video game system. Uh, as we all know, I already talked about the Atari 2600. Um, and once we get to your next pick, I will talk about my actual first system. When I got this, it was Christmas of 1992. Uh, I, I believe it got released in what 91, right? Or did it um. 92?
4: I think it might have been ninety one. I don't know though. I I'd have to check.
5: I'm, I'm not sure. All as I know was my mom got it for me. I, I know for a fact that it was still at the two hundred dollar price point at the time, um, and I absolutely loved it. Um, I loved the update to Mario with Super Mario World. It's just an awesome, awesome, awesome game. Uh, when I first had it, uh, I only had Mario World. Uh, i had wings 2 I, I don't even know it was, it was like in the it was like in the very very early release stages of the system like when there weren't that many games for it yet um i saw one in the legend of zelda game but i never had it um i don't know donkey kong country came later that came in 94 uh, i had already um gone It was already out of my Nintendo face at that point, but um, actually, my my mom got pissed at me the day after Christmas um, because I wouldn't clean my room, and I ended up staying up for like I I don't know. I ended up staying on the Super Nintendo for like between six and eight hours. (laughs) Oh, nice! (laughs) Just just straight. I just laid right there on the carpet in the living room, just on the TV. Just playing Mario World for for eight hours. <laughs> wow! Yeah, um, Super Nintendo was and still is awesome. It was the last system that I supported Nintendo on. I did not buy a sixty four. I didn't buy a GameCube. I didn't buy. I'm I'm not going to be buying a Wii. Um, actually, uh, three years ago now, uh, back in July of '06, I went on eBay uh, when I first you know said oh the hell with it, I'll, I'll join eBay as like whatever. I went on there and I looked for if they had a top loader version of it. Or well if they well, I mean I know the I know the Super was a top loader, but I was looking for a, a, a combination thing and apparently they have this thing that's made in Korea called the F C Twin which is basically the NES and super NES combined into one system. Um so I have that Uh, I've gotten back a lot of the games that I really, really enjoyed. I have Super Mario World, I have Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, um, Donkey Kong Country, I have Mortal Kombat 3, but I don't play it all that much. Uh, I have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4, Turtles in Time, which is my favorite Turtles game, uh, whether it be the arcade version or the NES version, and that just got a re-release I believe on, I don't know if it's, I think it's exclusive to Xbox, uh, that just got a re-release, um, uh, but overall, the Super Nintendo was a, a awesome system for the times, uh, it, it just kicked everything else in, in the ass, um, and that's not to say anything against, against the Sega Genesis, because they're basically the same graphics, um. I would have liked to see Nintendo and Sega, which I doubt this would have happened back then, I would, I would have liked to see them collaborate and put Mario and Sonic together. <laughs> Since they are, you know, Mario's Nintendo's flagship character and Sonic was Sega's flagship character. But unfortunately that didn't happen until, I think, a couple of years ago, or actually maybe this year with Mario and Sonic go to the Olympics or some crap like that.
4: Yeah, plus uh, they're both in Super Smash Melee Air Brawl.
5: Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, Super Nintendo high thumbs up.
4: Yes, yes. On to the next one. Uh, my next choice, I'd have to say, would be the or infali- er, the infamous uh, or sometimes famous <laughs> uh, Sega Genesis, which unfortunately got beat out by Nintendo as usual. I don't know. Well, I mean, this actually kind of, in a, in a way, dominated the Super NES. Yeah. Uh, one, it had a bunch of original games, as well as your uh, traditional, like, Sonic the Hedgehog, yep. and, you know, some of the others that were uh, key to the Sega's, you know, rise to power. But I, I personally, when I owned this... um, because my cousin had one of these, which was the first time I ever played one. Uh, and, of course, at gaming at the time, I pretty much thrashed everybody I played. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that's not necessarily the case. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I I'd played, like, the old Power Ranger games on there, whether it be the old one in the movie, uh, the Sonic games. Uh, one of my favorites was Altered Beast. Mm-hmm. Pretty classic and lame looking by today's standards. Uh, Definitely worse than Sonic would be, but nevertheless a fun game. (laughs) Um, But Sega overall was a uh, great franchise. You know, a a great like console system in itself, uh, and they had a bunch of untapped potential on as far as later generations of their consoles. Yes. um, It was unfortunate that they were not able to continue the uh, console wars with Nintendo, Sony, and uh, the ones that replaced them, Microsoft.
5: Yes. Um, Well, the issue, the only reason why Sega failed at the time, this is after Genesis, when they released Dreamcast. The Dreamcast, everyone says is a super awesome system, which I, I'm not denying that at all. The only problem with the Dreamcast, they launched, it, they launched it way too soon. Way too soon. Because, like, immediately after that, Sony came out with the PlayStation. I believe the Dreamcast launch was in 94. In 95, Sony released PlayStation, and it basically kicked its ass. Um, and then of course you have Microsoft coming into the fold later um, but I think Sega could still be, if they hadn't launched it a year early, if they if they hadn't launched uh, Dreamcast when they did here in the US and I don't know about Japan, I, I don't know anything about that but um, if they hadn't launched it when they did if they had waited a little bit longer and maybe launched it immediately after the Playstation we could be having Sega Dreamcast or, or, or you know or, or something now in, in, instead of a ps3 um, y- you know of course you can always go on you know what what, what might have been uh, but overall I think my favorite game for Sega is Sonic the Hedgehog 2 uh, that's one that I can play all the time on there uh, simply because even though you have to run around and, and, and get rings and get stuff and um, and all that Happy crap like that, there. Um, it was basically a button masher because all three buttons did the same thing the A, B, yeah. and C button. It was all, they, all three of them were jump buttons. Um, and it was just, it was just, just awesome. Um, that's, yeah. I don't know.
4: Alrighty, and then the final one of my five picks for this one are comic books. Yes. Um,. That was probably the first thing that I started actually collecting, mm-hmm. which, unfortunately, due to money issues, uh, I can no longer do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I I definitely... I used to collect, like, the old Batman comics, uh, the animated ones, as well as the uh, detective comic ones. Um, I also used to collect... Uh, all the old Transformers, including the, the stuff through Dreamwave, I don't have really anything from IDW because I don't like their stuff as much. Um, I have a bunch of convention stuff, but I, I like the the overall uh, comics that I have in general. Uh, those, a lot in a lot of ways, um, inspired my thinking for some writing I did at the time, um, I always liked reading comics. I still do to some extent. I just don't have the time to sit there and read them anymore.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, but I, I definitely like collecting them, and they they have a lot of like, especially with the artists that draw them. Uh, mm-hmm. And with the Transformers, you have like Don Figueroa, and uh, I can't name of anybody else right now, but. Um, there's a lot of great artists for all of these comics and they just bring the stories to life so
5: yeah um you know for me you know you said you really don't like IDW stuff um I recently got uh last month I got the Transformers animated uh movie novelization uh or adaptation um, I like the art I believe it's Don Figueroa's art I just don't like how they did the word balloons as far as the actual script I think what they should have done is gotten a hold of an old uh, 1986 movie script and just copied it word for word into the balloons like you'll have uh, Ironhide saying something to Optimus Prime in the beginning of the film or in the beginning of the story here and, of course, I don't have it uh, on here and here at the desk. It's in the other room uh, collecting dust. Um, nice. But then after he says, you know, OK, Optimus or OK, Optimus Prime, it'll add, like, something else that wasn't said originally in the film. And the way that I view that is that, you know, they, they basically took some liberties with, with the overall story. Uh, and I, I wasn't too pleased with that, but the art is, is fantastic in that book. Um, me, myself, I just got back into comic books, uh, starting with the Shattered Glass comic from BotCon 2008, which, that in itself, is a awesome, awesome comic. The art in that is, is off the charts, um... And I just purchased uh, the first seven issues plus the wedding special of Green Arrow and Black Canary, their their current monthly series that they're doing uh, with those two characters. And I absolutely love the story so far in that. Uh, I need to find the other issues for that. Um, as far you know, you had said men, you know mentioned you really don't have the money to to continue comic collecting. What I would do is I would get trade paperbacks.
4: Yeah, I, I'm thinking about doing that for a couple. Uh, mostly the... Like, I like the Beast Wars comics. I missed the third issue, unfortunately, so I have the other three. Mm. So I may have to result in that, because the third issue that I found was a special edition cover that was, like, 25 bucks, and I was like, hell,
5: no. Uh, yeah, no. Um, and
4: I would spend five at most for that yeah. issue, but I wasn't going to go over that.
5: Now, I'm not... I'm not claiming to be a comic book expert at all. Um uh, but I do listen to uh er, my uh er, I do listen to earth2.net the show and Michael David Sims and his other co-host Dan Tolan. They do a a uh I don't know if it's bi-weekly series or whatever. They do a series called Waiting for the Trade. And Michael is always uh, is a person who waits for trade paperbacks instead of getting the monthly issues. Um I myself really... It doesn't really matter to me either way because I'm not not fully back into the comic book fold yet. Like, Green Arrow, Black Canary is my first non-Transformers comics as of right now. Uh, I used to read Spider-Man all the time. Um, You know, I used to read X-Men, or Uncanny X-Men, all the time when I was younger. But it was just something that I lost interest in as I was growing up. It wasn't really anything that... I think it was a lack of of having them lack of having money to get them um but trades you can go over to uh, dcbservice.com or instocktrades.com and find them at just astronomically reduced prices um nice yes so there's a plug for Mike's show Earth2.net, which you can get at wwwearth 2net and InStockTrades.com and DCBService.com. I think it's dot, I think it's DCBService.com. I, I don't know. M- might be .net. I don't know.
4: Use the Google.
5: Yeah, use yeah use the use the only search engine you're here allowed to Google. <laughs> um, I do like comic book. I like as far as story form. I think comic books can get kids into reading um and I'm not just meaning ooh pictures look read you know just reading in general because comic books do tell a good story I mean that you know I will always make reference to the Shattered Glass BotCon comic because it was just an awesomely told story and it leaves you wanting more yes ow my neck just popped damn it (sighs) That's not good. Not during recording. Yes. No. Well, I seriously doubt the uh, the microphone picked it up, but um, I guess we will uh, be right back after this break. We are back, and it is time for my next group of five. Uh, to start it off, I'm going to start with the iPod and iPhone. Um, you know, I've always been an Apple junkie. Uh, you know, I've been an Apple junkie since the Apple IIc. Uh, we had Apple IIe's in school. Um, my actual first, very first computer was an Apple IIgs. Uh, I had a choice between uh, an Apple GS or an IBM way back in the day, I think it was 1991 I think that's when I had it I think, I don't remember um, and I picked the Apple II uh, wasn't really all that keen on the, uh, the voice synthesizer that came with the IBM model um, and obviously now we're among the generation of MP3 players and, and basically video on the go uh, with iPods, iPhones, Zooms, you know, anything and everything you can think of. Um, I like the new, the current-gen version of the iPod Nano. I actually have one. I have a purple one. <laughs> um, that goes with my Bose SoundDock, so I don't have to use the headphones. Um, and it's pretty sweet. Uh, it's a 16-gig model. Uh, I can pretty much almost put... If I wanted to, I could probably put my entire music library on it. Um, Not that I... I normally just go by Playlist. Um, I'm really, really big into listening to music. And then, um, of course, as we all know, I believe it was uh, June 29th, 2007, Apple announced the iPhone. And... I had been wanting something for, you know, basically an all in one device for music, for for contacts, for text messaging, for anything and everything, and this is what came out. I did not get one until April of two thousand eight, which is almost six six to eight months after it was released. Um, might might have been longer. It was almost a year actually since the since the initial release. Got one, loved it. Um and then the 3G came out and now the 3GS. Uh, The iPhone, it's got a beautiful, beautiful 3.5 inch screen. Um, The the video quality for movies, for TV shows, uh, for music videos on this thing with the iPod, it's almost like you're watching TV. It's that good a quality. It's almost like you're watching a DVD as far as the movie or uh, as far as the movie goes um, sometimes i'm not all that thrilled with the accelerometer especially with the iPod cuz if you turn it uh, horizontally you'll go into cover flow mode like like you can choose cover flow on iTunes and you basically can take your finger and i'm doing it right now uh, take your finger and splash it across the screen and go through your album cover art and you can just click it once, and it'll show whatever songs that you have for that album. And then you can turn it back around uh, vertically, and it'll show the album art or whatever song that you're gonna play. Um, I really enjoy that, but sometimes it's very finicky with the accelerometer control as far as turning it. Um, applications on this thing, applications on this thing are awesome. Uh, I think the most used applications I use right now are uh, Twitterific, which is a Twitter client, which is the best iPhone Twitter client in my opinion, uh, Facebook, MySpace, eBay. Um, and then I have other, like, I have a lot of games that I play on this thing. I have Baseball Superstars 09. I have Mafia Wars, um, Arcade Bowling, which is basically uh, skeetball. ball. <laughs> It's nice. skeetball for the iPhone. Um, you know, it 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 has the the built-in firmware for YouTube, uh, where you can watch YouTube videos on your iPhone. Um, I really can't praise this thing enough. And really, all as I ever wanted it for in the beginning was to have a phone with a music player that you could just plug into your computer, and it's just one thing. Um, and that's what the iPhone is for me um yeah I use it for the camera yeah I use it for the the, the um the mail and, and the internet um but not as much as everything else um just overall awesome awesome quality and I can't wait to see what Apple comes out with next on that yes <laughs> you have no thoughts cause you don't own any of these do you <laughs> Well,
4: I don't own one, but that's because I can't afford the $30 service charge for the data plan.
5: Yeah, yeah.
4: Otherwise, I would want one just because I'd want a phone and an MP3 player all in
5: one. Yep. Of
4: carrying around an MP3 player in my pocket and a phone on my side and yep. whatnot.
5: Yeah, that um, that I was have my... I
4: big MP3 player that I carry around.
5: Yes, that was my one problem with my old cell phone, I had the... It, it was when everybody was big into flip phones. And I was like, oh, cool, I want a flip phone. And I didn't want one of these, like, completely fat, you know, flip phones, like, like the Nextel ones. Oh, uh, I would never own those. Well, I I did. The only reason why I did was because of the Direct Connect. I thought that was a super cool feature. Um. Anyway, uh so I went to at at the time it was still singular a t and t had not taken uh it over yet um and they had this thing called the samsung sync which is a super um thin flip phone and basically you had to you had to buy the music kit that it didn't come with it you had to buy it separately um you plugged your 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 USB cable into the phone and then plug it into the computer. And then it syncs through Windows Media Player. Well, my issue was, first of all, all of my music is in iTunes. So I had to rip CDs, which I had not done at the time, probably six months. (laughs) had to rip music to CDs and then re-rip them into uh, Windows Media Player. And then it took between two to three hours to get it synced. I was fed up with that. I said, screw it. I'm going to get an iPhone. I want an iPhone. They make it look so simple. Got it. Had the dock. Plugged it in. Big old menu comes up. Whole bunch of selections. You can just go down, select playlist, hit sync. Boom. It. De- depending on how much you're going to actually put on it, uh, it took anywhere between one to two hours compared to three hours. I mean, majority of it was because it because I had, like, I don't know, 1,500 songs that I wanted to put on it. Um, nice. But, you know, uh, it, it's better than just waiting two to three hours for one device to sync instead of having to sit through an entire process of me doing stuff for two to three hours. Like, you know, burning CDs, stuff like that. Um, you know, there is no iPhone killer. I don't care what anybody says. iPhone will always be at the top of of the cellular market, and in my own opinion, um, it is the end-all, be-all device for me. Now, you know, some people may not like it, whatever, that that's on them. Um, And that's really all I have to say about it.
4: Already, then. Yes,
5: my next pick is another TV show from the 80s. Actually, the next two picks are TV shows from the 80s, but the next one is Airwolf. This, um, along with Knight Rider and A Team, was another show that I watched. It's an action 80s show. Basically, take Knight Rider and put take the car away from it and put a helicopter in its place. Uh, the helicopter did not talk. Um, it was more of a super secret government type thing. Uh, it starred Jan Michael Vincent, uh, Ernest Borgnine. Oh crap, Alex Cord. I wish I had the DVDs out here. I could tell you more, um, but basically, it's about this guy Stringfellow Hawk who uh, does these super secret missions in Airwolf uh, for um, for a outfit, call, a government outfit called the Firm. Uh, this helicopter is armed to the teeth. It is basically bulletproof, like Kit is. Um, it's just. I love this show. I may actually go pop in a DVD after we're done recording this episode. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I may do that. I'm not really sure. Um, But just a super, super awesome show. And I actually, for some odd reason, when I was younger, I actually used to see the helicopter every time I was at my uncle's house. I would wow. see it in the distance. And it was just it's just a figment of my imagination. Of course, I was like, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old, so you know you really can't blame me. Um, and then, yeah, I, I, I love this show. I, I actually remember the episodes with um, Barry Van Dyke Moore. Barry Van Dyke played uh, St. John Hawk, who was Stringfellow's brother, who apparently had been either shot down or missing in action in Vietnam. And the whole part of the first two seasons with Jan Michael Vincent, he was trying to find his brother. And then in the later seasons of Airwolf, they brought in a brand new team um, with uh, Barry Van Dyke as um, St. John Hawk. Um, just, you know, I, I can't say enough good things. Just awesome, awesome show. Uh, again, good 80s action. Did you ever see this show?
4: Never even heard of it till you had it on the list. God.
5: Again, Steve Lind leads a sheltered life, everybody. Um, you better have heard about this next pick or else you're... Oh, hell yeah. I used to watch this. Your geek creds, your geek license is going to be revoked if you haven't heard about this. Next oh, pick yes. on my list is ALF. From 1986 to 1990, the Tanners, uh, the Tanner household was wreaked with havoc by ALF, uh, which stands for Alien Life Form. Um, Outside of the Cosby Show, this was the most hilarious show that I watched when I was younger. Uh, You know, just the whole dynamic. You have the parents, the two kids, and this alien who they can't tell anyone that he's there. He comes from a planet called Melmac. Uh, he played... On Melmac, his favorite sport was bully a baseball, which they played with fish. <laughs> nice. His favorite food, of course, is the family cat. Uh, and they eat cats on Melmac. Um, this show spawned a animated series, which um, eventually uh in Tooncast we will probably get to Alf the animated series. I don't know when that will be, that's gonna be way down the line. Um just a very, very funny show and I think some of the more funnier scenes were Alf uh teasing and 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 taunting the uh the neighbors, the Achmonics. <laughs> Raquel and Trevor Achmonic. how would you like to be named I'd like to be named that Akmonic. God. Sound- I
4: think I'd go to the court and change my name yeah
5: it sounds like a colonic <laughs> oh god um, now this show for me was I was still into Cosby when this came out but this was like the next best thing to the Cosby show uh yeah and I, I know that there's two different shows but the, that is just awesome. Uh, just completely awesome. What are your thoughts on Alf?
4: Well, although I don't remember that much about him, but I do I do remember watching it when I was younger. Um mm-hmm. I do remember having like some sort of like Alf uh figure or something. Mm-hmm. Um I remember watching the the like programs, but that's about as far as it goes. Yeah. Um, for the most part, I don't, like I said, I don't remember much, but I do remember that um, I did like Elf for what little bit I can remember.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Alf is basically a schemer. <laughs> and yeah, I, I, with stuff that I like, it, it seems like I can't come up with anything more than either super awesome or totally cool or whatever. I, I, re- I really can't go into more detail because to me it was it, it was so good um, so on to my next pick which is Who Framed Roger Rabbit 1989's hit movie that combined uh, live action and animation now I must say since I do own this on a 2 disc DVD set and I do also own all 6 golden collection volumes of the Looney Tunes DVDs Uh, It is said in the Looney Tunes DVDs that Roger Rabbit was not the first to use live action and animation. They actually did use that back in the uh, early Warner Brothers days with Looney Tunes and Merry Melodies. Um, There is a clip somewhere uh, of, I believe it's Porky Pig with, might be Bing Crosby or Fred Astaire? I, I, I don't know. I could be wrong. Please do not quote me. And please don't send an email in saying, "No, oh, no, you're wrong. Is this person is that?" Send I, it anyway. I just shut the hell up. I just remember that it happened. Um, and I did not know this until I rewatched the Tunes DVDs, but at first I thought this was the uh, Roger Rabbit was the the first uh live action animation uh crossover. Um, this movie is hilarious. Just just hilarious. I'm not really gonna go into too much detail about it because 'cause we'll eventually get to it on uh Tooncast and M Um <clears throat> just <laughs> it's just flawless the way that they combine the live action and animation in this one. Uh I can actually watch this movie pretty much any time I want to and 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 laugh my ass off through the entire thing. Um, what about you?
4: Um, I remember watching this, mm-hmm. but was not a fan of it. What? Yeah, I, I don't really like this movie.
5: That's it. This show's over. See you later, folks. No, I'm just kidding. Why?
4: Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'd have to go back and watch it again. Um, obviously, I'm going to have to for M-Wire. Yes. Um, but when I seen it the first time, I just, I don't know, just... I didn't really like the story or the the whole movie in general it just something about it uh turned me off to it.
5: Okay. Um we should also mention this is the first and I believe it was the only time that Mickey Mouse and Bugs Bunny were on screen together. Huh. Like like in the same animation shot. Um hmm. Yes, it was very, very cool. Because uh, it was basically, this is basically Walt, it's basically the Disney and Warner Brothers coming together and sharing a majority of their characters. Um, another one of the great, great scenes, which again we will get into the, uh, once we get to it on M-Wire and Tooncast, um, one of the great scenes is they, is also the first time and only time ever that Donald and Daffy Duck We're in a scene together in the uh, piano bar when they're fighting each other over who's doing uh, the piano number the best. And, of course, they never get to finish the act because they always end up blowing each other away. Um, I would like to see a Donald and Daffy Duck team-up cartoon. That would be so awesome because, you know, you'd set them on this path to where they're supposed to have an objective that they're supposed to reach together, but they hate each other so much that they would end up trying to blow each other up, and they would never actually get to finish the assignment.
4: <laughs> yeah.
5: Yes. And my uh, final pick for this uh, pick of five uh, is Pez Dispensers. I had... Pals.
4: Huh? I said Pez.
5: Oh, go away, meatwad. Um, <laughs> Pez Dispensers, uh, I had a whole bunch of these. These are just so cool. These are like these are like candy drugs for kids when I was younger. Uh, just because I would pop one of these probably every five seconds. Because I just like seeing the candy come out of the head. Um, I had probably 20, 25 different ones. I, I don't even know now. It, it, it's been so long since I had them. I don't even really know now what, uh, what any of them were. Um. Yeah, that, that's pretty much all I got. You got anything?
4: <laughs> um, I collected a few, but yeah. not really.
5: Yeah, yeah. Um, but Food there candy. were just. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, it it was a cool way to get your candy though. It wasn't, you know, go buy a candy bar, open it up, and take it out of the wrapper. It was, you know, go buy the 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 candy packages. You fill the Pez dispenser up and then it comes out of the mouth or out of the head or whatever you want to call it. Um, uh, Yeah, um, pest dispensers. Awesome. Um, So I think uh, we will take another break, and we will come back with Steve's next uh, group of five. We'll be right back.
6: This is how you turn it on. This is your music. This is your email.
8: This is the web. And this
6: is a call on your iPhone.
8: It's finally here. The first phone to beat the iPhone. It surfs the web and downloads data twice as fast for half the price. Introducing the new iPhone 3G.
6: Introducing the next iPhone, it's the iPhone you love, now with video, just one of the amazing new features on the iPhone 3GS, the fastest, most powerful iPhone yet.
5: Radio Episode 5, and it is time for Steve's next picks. What are they, sir?
4: Well, to start it out uh, is Ren and Stimpy. You may ask why. (laughs) Uh, Now that I go back and watch the show, I can't sit through an episode. (laughs) However, the first time I'd seen it, my cousin had the game on Sega Genesis, which was as dumb as can be yet fun, if that makes any kind of fucking sense. Yeah, Uh, I guess. Yeah, but the show was kind of dumb, yeah. and a lot of the time it was really dumb, like but, like French Toast Man and similar characters such as that. Uh, the Yak that shaves.
0: <laughs>
4: yeah, well, uh, yeah. Anyways, um, as well as Doctor Stupid, which was sim- Stimpy uh, dressed up. But the the whole the whole show was interesting. My uncle could do the characters of both characters, mostly Ren. Sounded pretty fucking cool. <laughs> uh yet I mean it was a good show at the time. I liked it when I was younger. Definitely not a show I could sit and watch now. Uh it would just bore the hell out of me. Yeah. So but it was another one of those things that got me trying to voice characters.
5: Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, there are actually two reasons why Ren and Stimpy has been removed from Tooncast's uh, schedule. Number one, uh, because I hate the show, can't stand it, Uh, couldn't stand it when it was originally on when I was younger, Uh, and secondly, when I was doing the research for uh, Tiny Toon Adventures when we did our Tiny Toons episode... um, found out that the guy that created Ren and Stimpy basically hated on Tiny Toon Adventures saying it was basically a Looney Tunes copycat and done very poorly. Uh, So I really have no love, no positive feelings towards Ren and Stimpy at all. Um, it, it, It was among the generation to where I was pretty much done with cartoons right then and there just because it was the whole, it was on Nickelodeon, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. It was the whole Nick generation where, you know, you had Doug, which I I, I like Doug every now and then. Doug is pretty cool. Uh, You know, I I will admit that, you know, Doug and Ren and Stimpy and uh, Ren and Stimpy are basically a more perverted version of Beavis and Butthead. That's all they are.
4: Although, in some regards, it was cooler than Beavis and Butthead. Actually, mostly cooler than Beavis and Butthead, (laughs) although it was just as stupid At least they didn't stand there going, "Eh, eh, eh, eh,
0: eh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
4: Beavis, you know, just shit like that. And it it didn't sound completely incompetent.
5: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, So, (laughs) what's your next pick?
4: Mutant League, which here's, I mean, like within the last year I found out that it, as dumb as this may sound, I found out a year ago it was a video game
0: Mm -hmm.
4: first as Mutant League Hockey and Football.
0: Uh Uh-huh.
4: It was a TV show for a very short time, and it used to come on uh, around the time slot of just before Beast Wars was on. Right. Uh, Actually, before Beast Wars even came to TV, it was on. Right. So I used to sit and watch it, and it it was a really cool show. I don't know what drew me to it, considering Uh, I haven't seen it since, (laughs) ever. Like, I can't even find clips on YouTube. Yeah. Which is pretty sad. Um, I can find clips of, like, uh, some, like, production stuff, but I don't really see anything worth noting. It, it, I don't know. But anyways, it was a uh, it, it was a pretty cool show to watch. You get to watch mutants beat the hell out of each other, mm-hmm. blow each other up, put each other back together. Uh, and they just played all these, like, extreme sports in every episode, which I'm not a big sports fan, but the whole... Uh, sports line in it worked really well for what kind of creatures they were. Mm-hmm. Um, the the main character was a skeleton guy. I can't remember his name, but uh, his dad was also one. When the uh, it was like a thing of toxic waste was dumped on the field while they were playing, so everybody in the field became mutants. Right, ungodly, Probably looking as well. <laughs> so. But yeah, it was it was a pretty cool show.
5: Cool. Uh, yeah, I, you know, you had mentioned this way way back when when we did our cartoon supplemental in, on TFG one, and uh, I, I've never been exposed to the show. But you know that's cool. Um, what is your next pick?
4: My next pick would be the Game Boy. Now this was the console that I first got, and you're gonna laugh. <laughs> when Pokemon came out.
5: Oh, no. That, that that doesn't deserve a laugh. That deserves a head desk.
4: <laughs> no, that deserves uh, that other sound effect that isn't being played right now.
5: Oh, boo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, actually, I don't know if it came through in the microphone, but I actually have an original Game Boy right here, and I just turned it on. and Hopefully the ding
4: came. Yep, I heard it.
5: Uh, uh, yeah, Game Boy... Is just awesome. Uh, oh, oops.
4: What the hell are you playing?
5: Tetris. Shit, where's the options? Crap. I'll just turn it off. <laughs> I was looking for the options. That's the only problem with the, the original Game Boy. <laughs> the screen is all yellow and green. Uh, so this was your first system, huh?
4: Or your Well, I actually got the Game Boy Pocket first. I never owned the original Game Boy.
5: Right, but was this your... F- this wasn't your first video game. This is your first portable video game system, correct? This yes. Is your first- well,
4: it was actually the first of both. I didn't even have a regular game system until uh, oh. I had a PC. This was all I was allowed to get at the time, before I got the, uh, went out and bought the GameCube. Okay. This was all I had. And then uh, eventually I upgraded to a Game Boy Advance, which I, I always traded my shit every now and again at a used game store mm-hmm. and pawned it off so I can get different things. Well, you're going to laugh at this too, I went back and pawned all this shit because about four or five months ago, I got bored with all my games that I had on the PS2 and the GameCube, considering mm-hmm. I beat them all like five, six times. Yeah. And there was no point in even playing them again. Plus, my memory card went bad, so I lost all my saved games, and I was like, "Fucking, I'm not replaying them. <laughs> Traded them all in, went and bought a Game Boy Color and bought Pokemon and started playing that again, beat it, and now it's sitting in my desk and hasn't been touched ever since. <laughs>
5: Um, Game Boy did an awesome, awesome job of, even just the original, when it first came out, did an awesome job of, if you couldn't afford an NES or a Super Nintendo or anything like that, I don't remember what the original price point was, I believe it was $100, I, I don't know, um, I get this for, not this one I have now, but I got the original one, which is what I'm holding. When I originally first got it, it was my 13th birthday present from my father. Okay. And it was just so awesome. It was the, you know, the thing of the time, it was a nice way of actually having a mini Nintendo system in your hand. Because technically it looks just like NES, other than the fact that it has a uh, headphone jack. It has a uh, cable jack for, you know, Game Boy to Game Boy uh, type um, play because you could uh, this is the first time that portable handheld games really hit and you can actually it comes with a cable which is kind of like a, a USB cable almost uh, that you can link two Game Boys together and, and, and play Tetris or whatever together uh, for two people which I thought that was really really cool um, and I like how they've basically kept the essential Nintendo controller type things with start, select, the D-pad and then the two buttons um, and then, of course, the cartridges are just mini versions of the Nintendo cartridges, the original NES ones, which that was really super cool. Now, why the hell does my Tetris cartridge look like it's going to split apart? That's not good.
4: Earthquake!
5: <laughs> no, no earthquake. Um,
4: I guess we can go on to the next one then.
5: I mean, uh, yeah, overall Game Boy was awesome. Yes. In your next pick?
4: Well, this one touches on something both of us had experience with as younger people, as well as now. He-Man. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. I liked He-Man. Uh, I don't remember much about the original, like, first run, early 80s run of the series. I, although my mom used to be pretty good at uh, drawing the characters, so she, instead of, because there weren't any posters of it or anything, mm-hmm. she drew every single one of the uh good guys, as well as a few villains, and, um, colored them all in and everything, and put them on my walls, which was pretty friggin' awesome. Because I had He-Man, I had Orko, I had uh, Skeletor, I had, you know, all the various characters up on my wall and everything, and, uh, the the series I remember most out of the whole He-Man franchise, and no, I did not watch any of the newer 2000s stuff, um, and yes, the movie was kind of lame, but it was good for its time and kind of true to some things, um, although I'd like to see them do a much better job.
5: Well, you know, I I kind of agree and I kind of disagree. I think that basically I read online, because I've already got the information for when M-Wire does... Um, I know this isn't M-Wire, but when, when M-Wire does review the um, uh, the Masters of the Universe film technically that had nothing to do whatsoever with He-Man other than some of the character names like He-Man Skeletor, Evelyn, the Sorceress um, that was pretty much taken from Jack Kirby's Fourth World a lot of those characters are based off of Fourth World characters uh, which is what I read on, on some of the wiki stuff for the film uh, for me He-Man was everything when I was a kid. Um, I'm really, I really don't want to go too much into great detail. What I will do is I will direct people to go to Tooncast Episode 10 and listen to four hours worth of discussion. Well, actually, two hours worth of discussion, two hours worth of clips. <laughs> but, but a good
4: episode, and if you don't want to listen to it, um, as we mentioned in MWire, be sure to check out the toolbar to stream the episode live. Yes. Uh, if you don't yes. want to stick around on the site and stream it from that.
5: Yes. Uh, He-Man was so awesome. The original show. Uh, you you should really find the the DVDs. Season one volumes one and two, and season two volumes one and two. I got them for a hundred bucks, I think, at Best Buy. Uh, and that was no wait, was for, I got them for eighty bucks at Best Buy, because they were twenty dollars each. Um, you Should really find them before they go out of print. Because and really go back and watch them, even though they are individual stories throughout, there really is no arc. They're still good stories, and it's still good to have them. You know, as I mentioned in Tooncast 10, I've had my even though it is not complete, uh, I've had my Castle Grey Skull for nearly all of my life since it came. Whenever Castle Grayskull came out, and my mom bought it for me, I've had it since then. She has actually been carrying it around with her when she's moved from place to place over the last, I don't know, 23 years. Jeez. <laughs> so yeah, she's always kept that, and now it's in my other room, uh, sitting on my on the bottom part of my shelf. Uh, and even though it isn't complete, even though I don't have the jaw bridge anymore because uh, there was a jaw bridge that actually opened and closed on the castle, just like in the cartoon. Um, yeah, He-Man overall was, was awesome. So going on to your final pick of this five.
4: Well, to go back on the other one real quick, my favorite of the series was the new Adventures of He-Man. Blah! Yeah. Shut up.
5: <laughs> Blah! That was, that was the worst incarnation of He-Man.
4: Well, that's what I grew up on for the most part, so oh, you can I just know. blow it.
5: <laughs> I'm sorry. That's why I said you need to go back and watch the 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 real He-Man because that was just ridiculous.
4: But I liked the the whole designs of everything.
5: You liked the design of Skeletor in that show? He's eh,
4: I didn't say that.
5: He's basically
4: Skeletor looked like some kind of a monster movie reject. I just liked some of the other characters and like the new He-Man look and his sword. I didn't really care so much for some of the characters, even though some of them were voiced by Transformer voice actors. Um,
5: That's what I was going to say. I I never knew that until I realized when I was getting the audio for Tooncast 10, because I wanted to include that as part of the coverage, because I wanted to basically denounce it on Tooncast. Um, I was so shocked that Gary Chalk played He-Man in that series.
4: Well, it makes sense. That's probably why I stuck around with Beast Wars, is because the voice sounded familiar to me.
5: Yeah, that's cool.
4: But going into the next one, so we don't have a uh, uh, GCR Wars episode. Yes. Um, Yeah, that'll be coming in the future, so if you're confused, don't worry. You'll find out. Um, Yes, my next pick is Ace Ventura. One of my all-time favorite uh, comedy movies of Jim Carrey's. Um, out of his old movies.
5: Right now, I have to question you though: Is this Ace Ventura for the films, or is this Ace Ventura for the actual character that Terry played?
4: Uh, like, I like the films and the character. Okay. All right. I don't, I don't care so much for the cartoon, even though that was fine too. Yeah. Um, I, I love the, the whole sarcasticness of the character. I love the whole movies, the plot lines. The first one, to me, wasn't as interesting, per se, as the second one. Um, they're very memorable phrases and uh, things that happen in the second one, and it's more action-packed than the first one. Um, although, him jumping around in a ballerina outfit at the mental ward is pretty crazy enough in the first one, as well as going down into the empty pool and trying to hail the Enterprise.
0: <laughs>
4: um, the second movie I like mostly because of the, uh, like, some of the, the cars and, uh, like, when he's in the Jeep and how he parks the, the Jeep every time, flipping it over, or uh, his doing the slinky thing down the big, like, hundred thousand feet of steps. Not really that long, but it seems it. Um, just the whole movie, like, the comedy in it, especially the part where he knocks out the ball with his crazy wife with the animal skin and uh, starts walking around with him on his shoulders and then he says do not pass go, do not collect $200 <laughs> he says, you must be the monopoly guy <laughs> that was my favorite like quote from the movie besides the one where he's in the metal contraption of the rhino and it, the I, I... kid's like look, the mother rhino's giving birth and then all of a sudden a man pops out
5: <laughs> yeah um me, I... <laughs> I actually have the reverse opinion of yours. I think the first one was much better. As soon as I heard about the bat guano in the second one, I was completely done with it. That was it. I, It's been so long since I watched When, watched when Nature Calls, I couldn't even tell you any of the stuff that happened in that film. But the first film was awesome.
4: Well, the there was going to... I guess they wanted a third one but Jim Carrey said after Ace Ventura 2 he will gonna do any sequels of any movie he's ever done. Um just because he helped them do Ace Ventura 2 and then he decided well that's as far as you can take this this is pretty much done. Yeah. Um and then some stupid stupid studio had to go back and do a prequel to Dumb and Dumber. Then they had to go back and they do do a sequel to The Mask and then they go back and they do a Ace Ventura Junior which is Ace Ventura 3. Can't they just leave his shit alone?
5: No, they can't.
4: I mean, geez, his was good. Those ones were just utter and pure crap. <laughs> Anyways, let this going into your pick before I get any more pissed about this?
5: No, I mean, you're completely right. I was like, wait, when I heard about Dumb and Dumber, I'm like, oh, God. I
4: didn't even sit through that movie. I sat and watched like 20 I- minutes of it and was like, this is fucking worse than the first one. I was like the first one was great cuz the comedy between the two but this, you know, the prequel, god, I, I had to shut it off. Yeah. And then the, the 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 mask or the son of the mask? Yeah, So I th- thought okay, maybe this has to do with Jim Carrey's character still. Nope. I don't know. A baby. That was crap. And they still had the dog Milo basically. Yeah. But yeah. it was a completely different guy. Yes. So, uh
5: so onto my this is actually my final five picks. Um First up is the Nintendo Center, and people may be asking, a lot of people may be asking, what the fuck is that? Well, the Nintendo Center was something inside of Independence Mall in Kingston, Massachusetts, where, you know how in malls they'll have those those things like, you know, different booths throughout the mall, like in the middle of the mall, like it's not actually a store? Yeah. It, it's that type of thing, but it had um, foreign... It was basically a place where you could actually buy games and systems, but it also basically take GameStop and put it in the middle of the mall. Oh, okay. Okay. It had four screens with varying NES, Super NES games on it. It's kind of like those things you see in Walmart with PSP and PS2. It's that type of thing, but it was a whole center, and that's what it was called. It was called the Nintendo Center. I when I first heard about Super Nintendo is when I started going up there and playing, and they, they let you play these things for free. They it's it's not like arcade where you have to use coins or quarters or 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 you know crap like that. They let you play for free. I played Super Mario World hours on end in 1991. Uh, wow. <laughs> seriously, every every time I would go to the mall, my mom said, "Okay, we're gonna go over here and get a cookie. You can go play, you know, and then we're gonna go do this." I would literally spend hours at that place going from station to station to station playing different games. It was so awesome. Because, I mean, you you just don't hear of stuff like that, though. I mean, like, you go to arcades, but like I said, arcades, either you have to spend money to get coins or you have to get change for quarters to, to basically pump into the games. But this was so awesome because they actually had the systems there. They actually had the controllers there, um, and it was just so, so great. Um, The next uh, on my final five here is the Twisted Metal uh, franchise of games. Mainly the ones I'm talking about is Twisted Metal 2, 3, and 4. Uh, The first one, I didn't really like the first game too much, but Twisted Metal 2, 3, and 4 were really awesome. First of all, they pretty much introduced me to Rob Zombie's music. Oh, nice. <laughs> because that's what's in the games is a majority of it is, is like Meet the Creeper, which is a Rob Zombie song, uh, Living Dead Girl, uh, uh, Dragula, um, you know, stuff like that is in those games. And it was just basically a smash up type of of deal. Um, actually, it's funny when, um, when people first mentioned that there was going to be an ice cream truck in... Uh, Revenge of the Fallen, the first thing I heard of when I, or the first thing I thought of when I heard that, I'm like, oh my god, they're going to put the Twisted Metal 2 ice cream truck in there. Holy crap! <laughs> <laughs> um, but these are great games. They're basically good button matcher games. Basically, you take um, Spy Hunter, put it in 3D, uh, put all kinds of weird vehicles in it, put all kinds of weird characters in it, and give them Totally destructive weapons. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, and it was just so so awesome. Uh, and you have never played any of these or anything?
4: Um, the Twisted Metal, yes. I've played the second one. Yeah, the um, second or, one awesome. or third one of the two. But um I like that as well as uh I don't know if you've ever heard of uh Visual Anti Eight. Yeah. I played that as well as the second offense. I'd have to say the second offense is much better. Um but, it, yeah, I definitely like the series um, on, like, blowing fires in that sense. Um, I've only played a few, but that was at a friend's house, like, years ago. Right.
5: Uh,
4: but, yeah, it, it's awesome that to to you just blow the hell out of shit. It's definitely fun, uh, even though it's a button masher.
5: And, you know, Twisted Metal is a button masher as well, but, I mean, you have weapons like napalms, rockets, um, just all kinds of cool stuff. Um, My next pick is the Metal Gear Solid games. I've played... uh, I remember playing the original NES versions, but not as much as I remember playing the PlayStation PlayStation 2 versions. Uh, Metal Gear Solid was, uh, awesome. Just an awesome, awesome game. If you like spy and espionage type of games, even though... Technically, it's not a first-person shooter. It really isn't. I mean, you can use a first-person shooter mode, but it's basically third-person view. Um, and it's basically sneaking around, tactical espionage, and it's just... It was a really, really cool game. Um, there was one boss scene with, um uh, psycho mantis where it actually allows you, you, you because he, 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 because he can read your mind. You will, it actually tells you to unplug the controller from the PlayStation console and plug it into the player two port. That way you can kill him without, cause he won't, he won't be able to read your mind apparently, which I thought that was a really cool way to integrate, integrate the actual system that you're playing on. Um, and then the second one came out, which is not, uh, National, tre- holy crap! National, why the hell am I thinking National Treasure? Metal Gear Solid Two: Sons of Liberty. Um, this game was awesome. This game was ten times better than the first one with all the technology. It basically uh, gave you a full environment immersion. So if you saw a pile of magazines on a table inside of a uh, inside the ship or whatever uh, in a in a lounge type area, you could basically shred those magazines with your gun. Nice. just by shooting them. Um I didn't really get into the third one. I really didn't. I tried to. I I couldn't. The third one is all about camouflage and everything else and I just couldn't get into that. And I haven't played the fourth one yet. I've been dying to play Guns of the Patriots. Um overall great game series. Uh and you have David Hater playing the voice of Solid Snake. Um which hopefully one of these days we can get an interview with Mr. Hader uh, and get some some Snake bites from him. Wow, that's yeah. Uh, and uh, do you have any thoughts on Metal Gear Solid?
4: Um, it, although I've not p- ever played the series, it does look like a, a fun and interesting game. Oh yeah. Um, definitely a uh, cool looking shoot 'em up.
5: Oh yes. Uh, my one issue with it is once you go like if you go back, or, like if you go all the way through and you beat it. And, you know, I'm the type of person that I'll go through and I'll beat a game and I'll wait like six months. Oh, I haven't played that in a while. But I already, I remember everything that happens in the game. So you have to basically button mash through all of the dialogue because you already know where to go or what to do or whatever. So that, that is the only thing that I didn't really care for about it. Um, and my next pick is Triple Play 2001. This is by EA Sports. Um, this game had a mode in it called Home Run Derby. Uh, it's a baseball game, obviously, by the name, but it had a a mode called Home Run Derby where you could play in three different areas. It was, like, inside a living room... Oh, uh, where else? Uh, it was, like, inside a living room, inside of a train station, and in and, and something else. I don't remember. I, I I remember the living room one. And you basically try to hit as i said home run derby you try to hit home runs but you get bonus points for hitting different targets so like if you go to hit the big screen tv on the wall you get bonus points and it and it actually shows it being smashed and i can't be for certain but i truly believe that vin scully who is a a well-known baseball uh announcer was announcing was one of the commentators for, for this game and it was just so so awesome just so much fun. That was for the PlayStation. And I know, since you're not a sports fan, you've had no experience with... No. Yes. Uh, I'll just move on. Uh, My final pick, which would probably be my number one out of 50 for me, would be Transformers. Um, And it's pretty much all of the Transformers that I'm going to... We're not really going to discuss all of it, but for me, I grew up on G1. I found Beast Wars and Beast Machines, and I did like that. Uh, I And as people know, as they've heard me on All Things Transformers podcast and TFG1, I completely do not acknowledge the Unicron Trilogy at all. I, I don't want anything from that at all. I mean, I'm glad that they're using some of the uh, molds from those toy lines from those shows for BotCon toys, stuff like that. But those cartoons, for me, absolutely sucked. (laughs) But G1, Beast Wars, Beast Machines, and then Transformers Animated are all super, super great. Uh, The toys, even though the majority of the G1, G2 toys were bricks, it was just awesome to have these toys from, you know, because you could play along with the cartoon. Um, And I know you're more of a Beast Wars uh, Guy, so I'll let you have your thoughts on Beast Wars.
4: Well, I, I, I do have thoughts on Transformers too, because without Beast Wars, I would never have known a original show. Yeah. Um, because I ended up finding it by accident one day. Yes. Uh, the. Um, what is it? Sci-Fi back in the day yes. used to play Transformers on weekday afternoons. Really? So I. Yeah, so uh, I used to come home from school, and they had some G1, G2, or not G1, G2, season 1, season 2, and season 3 episodes just randomly playing. (laughs) And so I'd come home, and I'd watch them every day, and I taped all the ones I could find, but they quit playing them after a little bit. (laughs) So I caught it, like, the last three weeks of summer, and, yeah, there was no more after that. So I've seen maybe 15 episodes. Yeah. But that's what actually got me into the whole buzz of... uh, Transformers between that and Beast Wars. Yeah. Uh, I did end up getting a lot of the uh, old toys. Um, granted, they were, you know, used. I got them from, a, like, a hobby shop. Yeah. Um, but I, I I definitely liked the toys, even though they were really blocky, but I, I liked playing with them anyhow right. um, when I did get into it. Um, they're still pretty awesome today, except they've come a long way in their designs and can make them a lot more uh, realistic to the show, as well as comics. Mm -hmm. For example, look at the Masterpiece line or the Classics line. But, yeah, I I love the the whole Transformer uh, saga.
5: Oh, yes. Very, very much so. Um, Outside of, probably, He-Man and uh and thundercats transformers would probably be number one for me all the time so i think we're going to take our uh final break and then we'll go into the final five picks which will be steve's we'll be right back
8: they said it wasn't humanly possible but now you can have all the power and excitement of nintendo right in the palm of your hand Introducing Game Boy. It's portable, it's in stereo, and its games are interchangeable. Plus, Game Boy comes with the outrageous new game, Tetris. And for head-to-head competition, use the revolutionary video link and blow your opponent away. Game Boy, only from Nintendo. Now you're playing with power. Portable power. Y'all be going on vacation? See, the thing is, if you're about to be up out this bitch, check it. Peep Delta. We be flying all over this bitch. Let me ask you something. You fin to raise up and get your travel on? From the interior to the exterior, you've got to get your posterior in one of these big-ass planes. Shit, dog. You lay in the cut straight sitting on your ass and getting your drink on and your snack on while we floss and fly this mofo all over this bitch. East Coast, West Coast, it don't matter. Nia, we'll get you to your hoe and back lickety-splits. No shit. Then you'll be back at your crib chilling with a flat spliff, thinking we were some crazy-ass angel. Hell, these fat, round, thick-ass vessels run up in the sky so deep, get be crying. Yeah, you thought it was rain. So bring a towel, because it Delta, it's laid out like that. Call one of these fly-ass Delta coochies. And make all that punk-ass co-workers of yours catch the vapors as you be off and about. You going? We fly you there. You been? We done already flew up in there. We got you covered like a jimmy hat. At Delta, we love us some flying. And it be shown like a motherfucker.
1: My name is Calypso exactly one year ago on christmas eve my twisted metal contest destroyed the city of angels down below life has come to a halt as survivors struggle to stay alive
9: Kalimso! Kalimso, what have you done what have you done
1: with the city awash in flame nothing left to destroy i face a dilemma where will this year's twisted metal contest take place Fourteen of the world's best combat drivers have already been chosen, ready to battle to the death in hopes of becoming the victor and claiming whatever prize their brave hearts desire. But where will the contest be held? Oh, the world will be my battleground. Paris, Hong Kong, or even Antarctica. There will be no safe zones this year, no places to hide. In the next 24 hours, the entire world will know my name. They will see my beautiful work of art firsthand. No one will be safe. I promise you that. Good luck, driver. Welcome to Twisted Metal. Calypso, each year I gather the 12 worthiest drivers to face off in the Twisted Metal competition. They must face each other and some of my friends to claim the ultimate prize. I grant a single wish, whatever the winner asks for, to the losers, death. Welcome to Twisted Metal.
9: Stories tell of a carnival that would travel from town to town. At its head was a man surrounded by mystery, who was known only as Calypso. One day, this carnival came to my master's town. It was unlike anything he had seen before. In it, contestants would battle in vehicles of their choosing for a chance of winning a mysterious prize. Some said this prize was a single wish. Anything the victor could possibly desire. But they also say that the stakes for playing were high. The cost of losing one's immortal soul. My master also tells me he did not start life out as a clown. He was once a boy. A boy who dreamt of fire, destruction, and twisted metal. Word of the deadly traveling show spread like the plague. Great was my master's skill in battle. In the collection of souls, he was but a pawn. ceremonies came to an end. My master was ready to take his rightful place, seated at the throne of the Twisted Metal Empire!
5: It's time for the final five picks, which are Steve's.
9: Yes.
4: And to start them all off is Evil Leaders. Oh. And what I mean by this is, <laughs> yes, I wrote it down. Um, I, I mean, like, generally every old show I watched, with the exception of a few, I was like the villain. Okay. Uh, to name a few, I would have to say, Wars Megatron, Generation 1 Megatron, Starscream, Cobra Commander. Um, Cobra Commander and Megatron would definitely have to be my number ones from the past. I liked Soundwave as well. Um, there were, like, I liked Koopa and the Mario Brothers, even though I still liked the other ones. Um, I mean, just overall, there were a lot of villains from old shows that I liked. Uh, and for the most part, I always went with the villain. Like, tra- Ninja Turtles, I went as Shredder one year. <laughs> um, never did any Batman villains, because the only one I could actually like is the Joker and the Riddler. Yeah. Um, I like the Riddler more for some reason. I don't have a clue why. <laughs> Probably because he was more sane. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I just... That, that's one of the things that's always followed me, which is why I switched my names online from, like, or whatever to um, Megatron and various other names similar.
5: Yes. Ooh, you all. <phone rings> Crap.
4: Yay, beeping sound. Anyways, right. do you have any thoughts on this?
5: Um, I like some... Of the evil leaders, I I really wouldn't classify Starscream as an evil leader. He's more of a stooge. Uh, He's
4: still evil and he wants to be leader, so that counts.
5: No, it doesn't.
4: Technically it does, because he was for like a whole five minutes.
5: Yes, and then he got blowed to bits by Galvatron and he died. Even though he did come back, he, he still... Boom, he's dead.
4: Another one bites the dust. Oh, wait.
5: Ooh, that's a good idea. I might actually put that in there. No, probably not. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
4: Anyways, uh, moving on to the next one. Uh,
5: <laughs> Yeah, just go ahead.
4: Yeah, so I'm going to keep on rolling, keep on trucking. Yeah. Anyways, um, my next pick would be uh, Goofy Video Sites Online. Mm-hmm. Uh, naming a few that I've visited since I have been in like ninth grade would be ebombs World, Albinoblacksheep dot com, and stupid videos dot com.
5: Okay, okay, before you go into this, Albinoblacksheeps dot com. Yes. Albino Black
4: Sheep I is wonder... the direct competitor to ebombsworld World because a lot of people hated ebombsworld. World. Okay. And most people like there was a video thing by this guy called Frederick Fox that I used to watch a long time ago. Pretty funny. Um him and the e-bomb guy got in a big argument so basically switched over to albino black sheep which is how I found that and they have all kinds of crazy ass videos on there flash animations, soundboards all that funny shit
5: for some odd reason when you first said that just now uh the first person that pops into my head is Steve Snowball Sailor don't ask me why (laughs) don't ask me why but just the name is like holy crap that's that's white black sheep (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, God. Um, <laughs> Do you, what else do you want to say about this before we get into too much of a controversy?
4: Um, yeah, I think I'm going to drop that one, but I liked, I, there were a bunch of videos on there that I used to watch you used to laugh my ass off. This is how we burned time in uh, skill center when we were done with our work, yes. um, I still do things like this and watch online, although now I've moved on to, like, music videos that are funny. Yeah. Uh, like Weird Al, uh, the Lonely Island guys that have done uh, Punched in the Face While Eating, yes. um, Jizz in My Pants, which is one of their songs. Uh, they have Dick in a Box.
5: Good Lord.
4: Um, they also have I'm on a Boat, which is one of the most funny ones, as well uh, I'm the Boss... Yeah. And it's they they did <laughs> like wrap up that My next pick is Weird Al Yankovic. Um I like Weird Al, he's awesome. Uh I've been into that since my cousin introduced that to me back in uh uh ninety seven, I wanna say, with the uh Bad Hair Day album. Yes. Uh which was prior to the running with scissors that I bought. Um I've been a fan of Weird Al ever since, and then I found out he did a song in Transformer the Movie. Uh, since then, he's done a lot of TV shows, a lot of specials, a lot of stuff that I've watched. I've seen him in concert once, and uh, out of the whole hundred people at this concert, uh, yeah, I, I got to see him pretty up close for this concert. Very cool. Um, one of his, one of my favorite sh- concerts I ever went to was that. Um, I would definitely see him again if he came in my area and I could afford to. Yeah. Um, that's what stopped me the last time he was in the area, which pissed me off. Yes. Because I was saving for a wedding. It was just <laughs> bucks. And I was like, damn it. But, but yeah. I, I definitely like Weird Al. He's got five new songs out right now uh, called Whatever You Like, CNR, uh, Craigslist, ringtone and uh oh, damn it what's the other one uh
5: <laughs> you can't even remember what it is well,
4: it's uh skipper dan
5: oh okay but
4: it's a part of his uh, internet leaks uh album that's coming out mm-hmm. um he just released the first five songs of it online and then there's like i don't know six or seven more that you have on the album that aren't released yet so, yeah, that that should be pretty awesome. When that comes out the rest of the way, I have all first five songs. They're funny. Uh, I get them as they come out. Can't help it. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, definitely one of my favorite uh, musical artists next to, like, Stan Bush and, uh, like, Disturbed and some other. I mean, I've, I've got a bunch of different genre-spanning ones, but he's one of my favorites. Yes.
5: Um, we're now... Well, I th- I first heard about him, at first I didn't know it was him, I, I didn't know who it was, but my first exposure probably to him would be Dare to be Stupid from TFTM. Um, and then in the mid-90s, he basically took off like Backstreet Boys and crap like that did. Um, you know, everybody was listening to his albums, everybody was playing them all the time, And as everybody knows, I'm the type of person that I will go the other way from the popular vote. Um, Not that I dislike the guy. Not at all. It's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that, you know, back then I was like, oh, God, here we go. Um, But now I, you know, I really do like a lot of his stuff. Uh, I think it was great of them to bring him in to voice Retgar for Transformers Animated. I thought that was really, really cool. Um, That's really all I have As far as thoughts on Weird Al
4: Alrighty then Then We'll jump right to the next uh, Topic and That would be Jeff Foxworthy Yes One of my favorite comedians of the 90s And early 2000s I also had seen him in concert the very same year At the very same place As Weird Al Um, Back in his days of uh, Doing redneck jokes Before the blue collar comedy tour And before he did Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader um, is when I seen this, and uh, he, there was, I mean, he saw a couple people in the crowd that were big, like, Dale Earnhardt fans that he was making redneck jokes about. Yeah. And so it was quite funny, because this lady was, like, right in front of us, and making a big deal about it. Yeah. I I remember that much, and it was, that, that was, like, the most funniest part of the whole thing, because he was just slamming her down on everything she said. Yeah. And... But yeah, that, that was one of my favorite uh, comedy things I'd went to next to the, who's been is that I had actually seen, yes. uh, in another area of Michigan.
5: Um, Jeff Foxworthy is by far one of the hilarious, most hilarious comedians. Um, outside of Jeff Dunham. I would say Bill Engvall and Jeff Foxworthy would be would be my number 2 and number 3 fix for best median um, Jeff is just super super awesome. Um, I you know I, lo- I love his work the the You Might Be a Redneck if is is got to be some of the funniest things that he's done. Oh yeah, no doubt. And a lot of his stuff about the in-laws and and marriage and stuff, that stuff is really really funny. I Don't remember this too well, but for some odd reason, I remember I was somewhere, I don't know, I was somewhere in eastern Kentucky for some odd reason, somewhere in the mountains or something, and there was some festival there, and I could have sworn I saw him on stage at this thing. I I, I honestly honestly don't really remember, I I don't know, but I I could have sworn I've seen him live before, but it wasn't like you know, a big production. It wasn't like going to, you know, a theater or something, or it wasn't like going to a theater. It was just like this backwoods type of deal. I, I could be wrong, but I don't, I don't know. Uh, and your final pick is what, sir?
4: Um, That would be the first cell phone that I ever received, <laughs> which I was in, I want to say, ninth grade when I first got my first cell phone. Okay. Which... Most kids have them by the time they're like 5 now. Yeah. But um yeah, my first cell phone was similar to your original Game Boy uh that you use mm-hmm. with the monochrome colors. Yes. Yes, it had like the gray, the green, the the um white and the black. That's all that it had pretty much and I had a game that I used to play on there all the time. It was uh it was a samsung i don't remember much about it it was a flip phone uh i lost it while trying to beat somebody's ass uh yeah but it it was the first time that i i had gotten a cell phone so therefore it was pretty memorable to me um that's why ever since i've pretty much liked the flip phones and won't deviate from it until they create a flip phone that i don't like or quit manufacturing them altogether
5: yes i was into flip phones for a while but once the uh once the the majesty that is the iphone came out i was done with flip phones
4: well see i'd get that except i'm too cheap to pay 30 bucks for a damn service center or data center thing for my phone
5: yeah i mean i you know i i do agree with that but you know i i just
4: it just depends on your preference i mean i'd I don't use. I mean, I'm sure if I had the data plan, hell yeah, I'd be sitting here on Twitter, Facebook, on you know, on the phone, on Skype, doing all kinds of random shit on my phone. Yes. Uh, checking the sites, all that. I mean, I'd be online nonstop with that thing. But I don't have it, so therefore I cannot do it because it'll cost me too much damn money on my personal cell phone that I have now. Yes. Um, get a GCRN account and uh, <laughs> have free phones that are provided. Yeah, I wish it off as a business expense
5: yeah like that's gonna happen
4: maybe maybe someday
5: yeah i wish it could happen but i seriously doubt um you know one of the reasons i mean you know as i said in in uh the last gcr episode which is episode four which is the episode about the iphone um my first cell phone was the nokia 918 and it was a piece of shit (laughs) nice I mean it worked for what it had to do but you know cell phones back then in the the late 90s they were for basically emergency calls only it's not like now where you have I mean you had plans back then but for the majority for people just starting out you know 18 19 whatever um, you know going to college and stuff like that you have no credit you know you don't you know whatever so you have to get prepaid and prepaid back then was 50 cents a minute on this thing. I was like, yeah, okay, that's not happening. Uh, so, you know, um, it's just preposterous, just completely, completely preposterous. Um, I've had multiple cell phones since then. I'm not going to list them all because that would be boring. But now that I have the iPhone, it's, uh, that's it, it's all over. And the main reason why I like it the most, besides of all its cool features, is the touch screen. Just, just having something that has a touch screen on it, it is just great, just great. Um, <laughs> yes. that's really all I have to say on the first cell phone thing.
4: Yeah, I, I would probably get one, like a better one, mm-hmm. quite possibly a, uh, one of those, um, smartphones. But if, if I could get one without having to pay the plan, I would get one. Uh, just so that I'd have also, like, a built-in MP3 player.
0: Because
4: mm-hmm. um, right now I carry around an MP3 player, a cell phone, yeah, various other wads of paper with information that I could store in the phone, which would be nice.
5: See, that's the other thing about, so, the, iPhone, but, about the iPhone. It has a notepad already in it. It, it has an application called Notes. Holy crap. Um, so, uh Yeah. Go ahead and take this for a second. Say whatever you want to say. I don't know. i got to take a call. <laughs> oh,
4: I'm sorry. But, yes, uh, since Mike has abandoned us, um, I will take over. Uh, yes. Um, recently we've added, as of, like, this week, I've been going through adding uh, live streaming ability to the GCRN shows uh, that are online thus far. Um, every show that is on the site at this point, um, yes, I know I still have to go back and up or put the uh, posts for all things Transformers and TFG1 uh, predated before episodes or before May. Um, so that means I got like 20 some episodes of ATTF, and I've got 16 or 15 to do of TFG1. Those will be added soon. But you stream all live episodes from the show or from the site as well as um, uh, access the RSS feed. Uh, You can download the episode manually. You can also download our GCRN uh, toolbar, which we created now, and it's got a link to the main page, a link to the forums where you can uh, post comments. Um, It also has uh, a link to our Facebook group as well as our Twitter accounts for the various shows and some of the hosts and it also contains um, a mp3 player that's built in that you can continue surfing the web and listen to any of our shows that are up at this time Um, which by the way rocks Uh, I have actually used it Um, I would definitely recommend getting it uh, just so that you can listen to the shows uh, and not have to download anything um, it works on XP, 2000, Firefox, Internet Explorer, Safari. Um,
5: Doesn't work on fucking Safari. What the hell's wrong with you?
4: It does. There's a spe- specific link for it. Yeah,
5: I know. But when I clicked on the link, it it has you download a file.
4: Yeah, they all have you download a
5: file. No, 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 no. no. When I downloaded it for Internet Explorer, it downloaded completely fine and it actually attached itself to internet explorer but when i went to do the f- for safari it had me download a zip folder
4: well see this one just had me download um a it had me download an exe file
5: no this had me download an entire zip folder with no exe file
4: well that, this one had me download geekcastradio.exe and well, you so,
5: Firefox, not Safari, though. So,
4: I, I did this in Internet Explorer. It's what it had me do. Yeah. So And Firefox automatically installs.
5: Yeah, right. Um, so, actually, <laughs> I'm sorry to do this. My mother is having a a uh, situation, uh, so we're going to have to extremely cut this short. Basically, um, send us money so we can get better equipment. Go to iTunes, give us positive reviews so we can expand our network, uh, and tell your friends about us. Just Yes, yeah, definitely. Start giving us promotion, goddammit. <laughs> uh, you can follow it, us on Twitter, which is Geekcast Radio. Mine is TFG1Mike, and yours is what?
4: scb 21
5: uh, We hope you enjoyed this episode of Geekcast Radio and wish that you will join us next time. For now, I am TFG1Mike with
4: Steve Megatron Phillips.
5: Uh, I really don't have a fucking closing sentence, so we're just going s- to... Chicken fuckers. <laughs> okay, there you go. Chicken fuckers. <laughs> Bye, folks.
7: Well, folks, I know this. I can speak for the rest of these guys. It's been one of the
3: most awesome nights of my life, and everybody up here. And I know it's been good for y'all. But I know... You are not going to leave this room until you hear some. You might be a redneck. If you think in sync is where your dirty dishes are, (laughs) you might be a redneck. If you take your dog for a walk and you both use the tree at the corner, you might be a redneck. If you think a 401k is your mother-in-law's bra side, you might be a redneck. If your dad's cell number has nothing to do with a telephone, you might be a redneck. If you keep a flash water on the front seat of the car so you can reach your kids in the back seat of the car, they're like, "Can you do that? Is that okay?" No, don't. don't do it. If your working television sits on top of your non-working television, you might be a redneck. If you've ever been accused of lying through your tooth you might be a redneck. If you work without a shirt on and so does your husband, you might be a redneck. If an episode of Walker, Texas Ranger changed your life, you might be a redneck. If you've ever worn a tube top to a funeral home, You might be a redneck. Oh, my God.
9: I can't even believe you just said that.
3: Why, did you see that? No. I got one better. If you've ever opened a beer during a eulogy, you might be a redneck. I'm just guessing one of your relatives. My Uncle Jack. I swear to you, Jeff. We were sitting. We weren't even outside. We were in the church, and the reverend had just finished the eulogy, and we heard, (laughs) and we look in the back, and he's sitting there with a beer, and he goes, "What?" Mama looks good, don't she? That ain't Mama. No, that's her. They just shaved her beard off. <laughs> I got my beer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, as long as you're telling ones on your relatives, I'm telling one on you. <laughs> this is one he, he did, and it, it's about 12 years ago in Iowa. I want you to think back. A couple of oh, DJs no, told me about no, this. No. If you have ever ridden an electric floor buffer... all right wait 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 tequila was involved get off me wonder how many times his wife has said that (laughs) one more on you if you ever empty the bed of your pickup truck by driving backwards really fast and slamming on the brakes that's how we move. you might be a redneck if you've ever used a bar stool for a walker (laughs) you might be a redneck if you think silence of the lambs is what happens when Larry walks out to the barn That's funny. Okay, here you are. That's funny. Get it done. If there is an electronic singing fish in more than three rooms of your home, you might be a redneck. If you missed fifth grade graduation because you had jury duty, you might be a redneck. If you think fast food is hitting a deer at 65 miles an hour, you might be a redneck. If somebody tells you you have something in your teeth and you take them out to see what it is, you might be a redneck. If you have a complete set of salad bowls and they all say Cool Whip on the side, You might be a redneck. If you wear a dress that is strapless with a bra that isn't, you might be. Think about that and try to sleep tonight, all right? If you've ever stared at a can of orange juice because it said concentrate, you might be a redneck. If you've ever had your nipple bitten off by a beaver, <laughs> you might be ready. To God bless you. <laughs>